Everyone's awake? All yes, right. yes. Let's okay. go. I'm okay. going to throw this one. We're going to go on to the topic of e-begging. It, it's funny. If you asked or, or said this word like mm, seven years ago on YouTube, it's like the most, it was like a controversial thing to talk about. For anyone who doesn't know, e-begging, it, it's a hard thing to define, but it's basically... And there's like sub genres of people on the internet who are like super angry even by that word. And there's people who defend it and there's people somewhere in the middle. It's basically people who ask for money. It got popularized on YouTube when like when collectors or gamers would say like, hey, I'm going through something, whether it's for a project, whether it's just they're going through hard times, whether it's anything, but asking your audience for money. I want to know. Right, right off the bat, what is your initial Chris thoughts? Because you're, you weren't like as integrated into YouTube as Ricky as I on, let's say YouTube, you turn on a video, it's one of your favorite YouTubers. And he's like, let's, let's give you two scenarios. One, he asks you because he's trying to do something or accomplish something. And then two, because he's on hard times. I want to know your thoughts on like both of those where it initially takes you. First off, I've never donated to any of those. Obviously I've seen them before. Uh, my take on it, whenever I do see them is really um, like a lot of, there's two different versions, you're right. Somebody's starting up a business or a project, right? Huh? That's one, and then the just straight asking for money because of hard times. So for me, like I've started up many, several businesses, huh? I would say. Um, I have always used my own money for those. Huh? If I didn't have the money, I would maybe pull in investors or something, but I have never gone this route, which I've seen online, which is like a crowdsourcing, I guess you could call it. Technically. Quote, e-begging if you want to refer yeah. to it as that but for me i just never really liked that concept of kind of asking for money like that i always felt it was appropriate for me as a business owner starting up a business that okay this is my hard-earned money that i'm going to take the risk and put my money on the line for this versus taking a bunch of money from a bunch of other different people and saying well where's the risk then this wasn't even your money yeah. so i've never particularly been a fan of that Okay, yeah. So before you go on, my my I think like the word for me, e-begging, is like its own thing. It's not like it doesn't feel like a Kickstarter or a, a project launch to build something. But when you say e-begging, it's like there is no return on investment for you, right? E-begging feels like just like I want money because I want money. And I'll say the biggest critique that gamers get, I'll ask Ricky what his thought is, the biggest critique, and I'll say gamers in particular, or gaming YouTube is, and I'm not going to call out names just because whatever, but there's people who will ask for money, right? And they're, I'm on hard times, they're crying, whatever it may be. But, and we can, it'd be a good question to ask Ricky because he's got a lot of stuff. These people, you've never done it, but these people have a wall behind them of probably fifty to a hundred thousand dollars in video games, right? And they're asking, "I need money. I need it for this. I need that." And you, maybe you do, but at what point do they need to be like, before I ask my audience or anybody really, or family or friends, probably shouldn't be doing it on a wall of value. It's like it's like literally me asking for money with a hundred thousand dollars cash behind me. What do you think of those? I think that. To me, it's like it's BS. Not BS, but like, dude, we fall on we fall on hard times. I fall on a lot of hard times. You remember my my game room? How crazy it was? I used to have crazy Nintendo stuff. And when I every single time, because my job was I had a bizarre job where like we'd have work and then it'd go away. So I'd be unemployed for like months at a time. So what happened? Did I ask people for money? Heck no. I pulled up my pants, was a man, and be like, all right, I gotta sell this stuff to keep my family going. You know how much stuff. I got rid of because I of remember. That. 
I was bummed out, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you got to do it. You did what you had to do. I had did what I had to do. Yeah, and I think that's smart. And funny enough, interesting uh, little throwout right here. Gerard from The Completionist yes. bought a bunch of stuff from you. Yeah. And speaking of Gerard, he'll be on Our the next podcast. Ricky, nice lead up to that segue that he didn't even know was coming. He Ricky threw me a perfect pivot and he didn't even know. I was like, oh, is he doing this? And he doesn't even know. But yeah, I remember that moment of you doing that. And, you know, there is a definite level of respect for that, right? It's your yeah. own personal thing. I think there is a big difference of asking for money on the internet to like your fans or even friends or whatever when it's something that is not even necessarily saying they'll get something in return, but yes, of course, that makes sense as well. I'm starting a game or creating my own video game and they want help. Yeah. But I'm also talking about like, which which I've done and I've considered it nothing but a blessing is like when Chloe got cancer. Yes. And we raised, I think, $30,000 for our friend's daughter. Um, my niece, uh, Piper, who got diabetes. And these people aren't getting anything in return, but people are more than happy to give to something where they know they're doing something for a greater good. She had type 1 diabetes at three years old, I think it was, and yeah. we raised like 10 grand for her. Which I would be all for that. Yeah, that's, I mean, helping that, people out is huge. That's I mean, different, I yeah. Gladly donate to a cause if it's going to a good cause like that. Okay. The, the, what I was referring to more is like the business aspect. Totally. I agree with that. from a business perspective, and, but that's kind of referring to like all of like Kickstarter and all of those. You are getting something in return, but it's just never been my model like i would borrow money from people maybe where you're paying them back yeah. you know potentially or you're borrowing money from a bank yeah but when you're just at, like on those kickstarters to me it's always just like and you see the amount of money that's raised it's usually way more than even was needed for the project and i just have never been a big fan of that got it myself and, personally. and i will go on record saying like i'm not even hating on people that do it necessarily like it's not for me but i will say that it's never like it's never forced on someone, right? Like no one's walking to your house and saying, give me money now or I'll kill you. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, some YouTubers do ask their fans for money for certain things. Is it my style? No. Do I think it's wrong morally? Not really, but I, it's America, at least where we are. They have the freedom to do it if they want to do it and people can donate if they want. It's not for me, but I know there is a massive crowd of people who like, hate it. And that was popular for a while to really hate on e-begging stuff. I never jumped on it. It just wasn't our our way. And who knows if we would have had the same like, uh, how do we say it? We've always been in this scene for a long time, Ricky and I and we've never like shot to like very air quote for those audio listeners, fame. Yeah. But we've always had a loyal group of people who feel like they can trust us a little bit and, and we thank people for that. You know, like we never did anything, I guess, that felt like viral or like trying to get the easy way out we always just kind of like no we just like to game hunt and that's what we do and if our audience grows during that time and hopefully we build trust that's kind of the way we went yeah but i like that we didn't go that route but i just want to make it clear i'm not hating on people who did have you ever seen like uh, another youtuber have almost like a lack of awareness when asking their fans for financial support like in a project or anything like uh, that i mean like, not even money-wise sometimes. Sometimes, like, I'll see it, like, certain ones, like, oh, I, I really need this game. Like, I don't know. I've seen it before where it's, like, with stuff. Not necessarily with money, but it's, like, bizarre. I'm like, oh. YouTubers like, asking for things? Like, yeah, games? Yeah, like, oh, I need this certain game. If anyone has it, 
Got it. Which is a slippery slope because it's very slippery. There, slope, I think yeah. there was a point where even like we would mention that we wanted something. Just we're game hunters is what we do, right? It's yeah. part of the show. And then people would give it to us, and Ricky and I almost had to like tone it back because we don't want to feel like we're taking advantage of as much as we appreciate it, right? Like yeah. we totally appreciate it if somebody, let's say, heard the podcast when Chris lost sculptor's cut right and someone wants to give it to you chris right now is like yes yes please me all the sculptor's cuts but it's hard because you might feel like that i'll take multiples of that but i feel like after a while you might be like all right like i feel a little bad if everyone's trying to give you and and in all honesty please don't send me one i'm okay with losing that it's fine yeah yeah. but uh, yeah and i think the, the harsh reality too of it sometimes is like you don't really get to know the people that are doing these things and it can feel manipulative even if you're not trying to be manipulative when you see them in real life or meet people in real life and you quickly realize not everyone's in the same finance you know situations and it might be someone who you know you never want to of course we don't judge people but you might see that okay they might not have the nicest car and they might not this and you found out they're the one who gave you this and of course that's them wanting to do a blessing, which is one of the greatest heartfelt things yeah. ever. But at the same time, it can feel like, oh, man, like what a bummer in your heart that like you almost not made them feel like they had to give that, but they did. And it probably was hard for them. You know, I don't like that feeling. You know, I don't like not saying that a certain level is the only people that should or shouldn't being willing to give, obviously. But I just know that I've had that experience before. Where I'm like, oh, man. I think whenever I've gotten to like that point where I haven't been like set financially and you've had to get rid of things like it's just a sacrifice that all people have to make. And then eventually, like along the way, you might be able to rebuild those things that you've sold off just to get by. Yeah. But I mean, what about also in platforms where it can also be like Twitch where people are sending tips or like Patreon where you're like a subscription uh, of that sort? Like, what are your thoughts on those type of platforms? I think. Patreon makes sense because you're offering a service, right? Like mm-hmm. you can give something in return. You can offer them whatever it can be. That, that I think that's a cool thing about Patreon is you can really offer anything, right? You can cater it to what your you think your audience might like. I think what I, like, you do well is that you make it like really a, like a, per, a personable platform. Like you'll message people personally. You'll put out extra posts that you wouldn't yeah. normally put out on your YouTube. And you don't yeah. have social media. Yep. So that's kind of like your form of social media for your fans totally like, they can out like reach out to you i just but, i have to say for the audio listeners they can't see but man i like looking at you right now <laughs> he's awesome. got some pit vipers Dude, on he's got, got the, a, mullet, a little bit of a mullet, little bit of a mullet going good. on yeah next <laughs> is the mustache like riggy and we're gonna be <laughs> gonna get a mustache yeah, heck yeah dude we're gonna is, be the dirty stash is, oh it's gonna be dirty oh yeah okay it's not gonna be nice yeah <laughs> what do you think about tips like people giving tips well so i was gonna say so is would you compare patreon to like like tips is pretty much what it is. Like you're doing a service. You're a YouTuber. Yes, you're creating yeah. content. That, that's kind of what it, a lot of people said in the beginning. They're like, Hey, like, don't like, like relax. It's like a virtual tip jar. It's not, it's like if you go to a restaurant and they have a tip jar and you don't put money in, it's not like they're like, dude, you have, you have to give me a tip in order to eat here. Right. So it's, that's kind of how people relate. Like nobody has forced anybody to do that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's so what you thought about yeah. it. Um, that makes perfect sense to me, actually. I don't think I'd ever actually really thought about it okay. like that. 
Um, I always thought about it just kind of people like giving you free money, but that's technically what you're doing when you go out to eat. You don't have to tip, yeah. But it's a you know, hey, you did a good job. Let me yeah. throw you some some money. Yeah. So it's your like fans or people that are like your product that are then just saying above and beyond. I really like it so much that I want to support you. One of the best examples I actually heard of this, and it wasn't even uh, referring to Patreon. It was from Retro Rick, and I actually we'll give him credit because I use the saying all the time now. Some people really love to, like, they thrive off giving. And Retro Rick, one time, he offered to pay me dinner. He offers to pay a lot. That's how he is. That's the kind of guy he is. And I was like, no, dude, like, it's all good. And he's like, dude. And he, like, got serious. He's like, don't rob me of a blessing. Hmm. And I was like, that's an interesting way to look at it. Like, I know personally now, as I've gotten older, and I'll be honest, more financially successful, not saying maybe I should have been giving more even when I was less financially successful, but even now that I'm, I truly do find joy in doing that. Like it makes my day to just be like, yeah, here you go. And like, keep it quiet. Just like, thank you. You know, it's a little, a little side thing. And I feel like there's so much power in knowing that sometimes that's, you're robbing someone of a blessing. You know, if they don't do it like me as a dad, we can speak. Yeah. Truthfully, I thought my parents were lying and insane when they would say, we don't care about gifts. I want to see you get gifts. That blesses me. I'm like, bold. No way. Now that I'm a dad, I'm like, I literally don't care what I get. I don't I, mean, I don't need anything. Me neither. My joy is <laughs> giving you a gift. So I can understand why some people feel like they love that feeling of like, not. I just, I, I want to support that guy. That's the hardest thing for me is accepting gifts from other people because I'm just not yeah, used to awkward. it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I find it hard to accept stuff too, but I also That's like to give. That's why I don't give you anything. Like through my... <laughs> <laughs> Just like just to be clear, once in a while I would like a gift. <laughs> but like through my store, I I feel stores. I feel like I have so much stuff, and it's just stuff. And every once in a while, I'll get a good friend that'll be like, "Hey, I want to get like a system, you know, for my kid or something like that." And they'll be like, "Oh, could I get a switch?" And I'm like, "Just have it." Yeah. Like, just take it. And they're like, no, I want to pay you for it. And I'm like, honestly, just take it. Not, and, and I'm it, like, I would rather just give it to you. I know it's going to a good cause or a good home. You're going to give it to your kid. And it makes me feel good. Exactly. Yeah. And I know yeah. you didn't, you weren't trying to shoot me another, a lob to something to say or to your own horn, but I've seen you do that at your store. I've seen you do it to my son. I've seen you do it to my son's friends. And you may not think that that has a big effect because you're not there when my kids are outside and I can hear them talking like, dude, it was so cool. I was at the store, this video game owner that is almost as handsome as my dad came out. <laughs> and what? And then he gave me, you know, he gave me these Pokemon cards, but like, it really is a blessing like to do. Like I know when I go into like a random YouTube channel and you know, there's even a, a one of our friends named wrecked wizard. He was like a new channel. And like, I found no greater joy than jumping like one of his first times where he was allowed to get money on YouTube and I knew he liked the channel just to go in and here's five bucks, bro. And just, it's, it's just a fun experience that it makes me truly smile and it makes me happy. So the more we talk about this, yeah. go, I didn't even think about this stuff until now. Let me go back to our last, like our, you better subscribe our, topic to for, <laughs> our e-begging topic yeah. for our last question. Um, when you know that like the, the YouTuber isn't like financially set, they're not very large in totally. the space and they have like a life changing disaster happen. Do you feel that like that could be appropriate for them to ask for help? Like if their house gets like kind of destroyed through a flood or I know people like that. And yeah. I, I truthfully don't think it's ever wrong yeah. to ask. Right. Like it may you may not agree with it morally on some levels. You may or may not. But I don't find that it's ever 
wrong of someone to ask. Like if they want to ask, they can. I've seen people ask. Let me be honest. I've seen people ask for much more dumb situations than that. You know, we've seen it all. We've been on YouTube forever. We've seen people ask for the weirdest reasons and life threatening reasons. You know, I think that really isn't uh, more of like a personal thing. If you feel like it's wrong in your heart, I, I guess in, in your heart, if you feel like uncomfortable about it, it's what I tell my kids. If you're asking me, that means you're uncomfortable about it. So it's probably not a good idea. What about you, Ricky? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> Silent Ricky. <laughs> Yo, this is what happens. Every- See, wait, 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 wait. That's for all you who come to me and swap me and go, let Ricky talk oh. more. And I try to let Ricky talk more. And I look at him like this when the camera's on him. And he's like, don't ask, bro. Don't throw it to me. Deer I got nothing. Baby. I got nothing. Don't go to me. Like, oh, <laughs> I literally went through the whole thing. I'm like, what do I say now? I'm like, we went through the whole thing. Good All right. Well, Nikki. I guess we're going to go on to our next topic. Ranking Konami SNES games. Oh. oh, oh. oh. Curtis said SNES right. Did he, I? Oh, he, he always oh. says S-E-N-E-S. Hey. S-E-N-E-S. Yeah. S-E-N-E-S. All right, boys. I'm improving. So this, this, this week, we're ranking Konami Super Nintendo games, and I feel like this one's going to be tough. Because we there's a lot of good games on this. Like, I would dare say almost all of these games are pretty good. Konami and the Super Nintendo games was reigning supreme. If you missed one of our recent podcasts, we talked about how Capcom was kind of the king in the NES days. And I was, like, under the feeling of, like, that's true. But I feel like Konami, although Capcom, S-tier, Super Nintendo, I'm like, man, maybe for me, Konami might have been the better in the 16-bit era. So I was like, this is a perfect day to lob this in there so mr silent ricky we're gonna throw him the first game <laughs> all right just to give one. let me see what we're looking at ricky's i won't even look his little brown underwear and a tingle <laughs> this one right here Ooh, turtles oh in time let's hear it bro now keep in mind that most of these games are going to be pretty high so try to place it with that placement of like okay well, if this is a i gotta put this at s what's your thought on turtles in time oh god um it's, Get closer it's, to that mic, just, my friend. There it's we just go. such a great game. It's such a great game. Such a memorable soundtrack. It's just... Ooh, ooh this one's hard. Because I'm looking at the other games that I think are there, and <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to throw it right where I think. Throw your balance. Out. All right. So my balance would be between an A and S because of what it was when I was a kid. Okay. It is that good. I, I feel you. Christopher? Uh, I'm not as high as Ricky on this Ooh. one. I know people absolutely love this love, game. Love this love, game. Love, people love, love this, this game. game. And I have played it. I have the arcade machine in one of my shops. Fake. What a fake guy. <laughs> he has it in his shop and he doesn't even love it. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just never was that high on it. I, I know it's good. Okay, so I like the original. I actually like Turtles uh, 2. Okay. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, that one even better. And that's version arcade. Uh, or the arcade, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that style, yeah, that style, or the arcade, the original one, better than this. Where you lie this one at? I'm gonna put it as if we're gonna be tough on, be brutal, be honest. I'll put it as a B. Okay, that's not brutal, but but I would say most people probably disagree. But yeah, right, it's still a really good game. But for me, it's a B. It's an A. I like it. Okay, it's 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 what I liked, uh, like as an aside scroller. You can't argue with the way this guy looks. You know, (laughs) it's an A now. It's an A. I gotta Um, take more confidence next time. Um, I'm with Ricky between A and S. I, I truly love it. And again, being a guy who really knows video game music, aside from the gameplay, aside from the mode seven, when you throw them at the screen and, and the, the sound, Big Apple, 3 a.m. I love the voices. <laughs> so but good. as a editor who uses music a lot, this is one of the most go-to soundtracks where every soundtrack is pretty much a banger. Um, I love it from start to finish. Between A and S for me, so that's double A and S, B, A. So that's, that's a solid A. That's a solid A right deserves there. deserves to be. I it like deserves it. turtles. 
I like to. <laughs> I do. What a good one. My brain thinks Chris is going to like this game, so I'm going to shoot Ooh. it to Chris. I don't know. It just seems like a Chris game. Zombie. Will you stop giving me design tips? Zombies ate my neighbors. <laughs> That's so funny you said I would like this game. This is actually one of my favorite favorites. Okay, NES you come off as a I, zombies ate my neighbor kind of guy. I, 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 <laughs> I, don't know why, I feel like I, you like everything that's a little bit darker. I do a little. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yes, which I, is why you hang out with Ricky. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> Went right over Curtis's head. A little bit, a little bit. Curtis hey. is like, I can't laugh at a brown joke while I look like this. <laughs> the ultimate racism. Brett the Hitman heart. Hey, baby. <laughs> right, sorry, man. I'm so, wait, that's, ooh, a, that's, a, didn't mean that's a high time. <laughs> Um, absolute S for me. Okay. One of my favorites. Absolutely Ooh. love this game. Love the like dual player. Yeah. I love this, everything about it. Love Ricky? It. S. Oh, um, you're probably not going to like me, Chris. Don't um, do it, Ricky. This it. one, I liked it, but I didn't love it. I huh? don't, it, I, it was one of the Super Nintendo games that I, I feel was a little overrated. Not okay. a ton. It was great. Oh, I love but it. But it's at a C for me. Oh. Oh. I was going oh. to put it at a B. So. Oh, oh, B? Yeah. You guys are going to drag me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to drown you, brother. <laughs> well, I got this to say to you, Christopher. Oh, let me stretch. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Barely a C minus. I don't like it. I'm with Ricky. <laughs> I, I'll put this way. There was a period of my time where I thought I liked it, and I think it was like a nostalgia memory, right? I was like, I think I really like this game. I think even in videos back in the day, I was like, dude, I love Zombies in My Neighbor. Then I played it a few years ago, and I was like, I don't like this game. Oh, my God. I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I don't even have an explanation for you. I think it's the stiff gameplay. I think I like that. I liked everything about it, and the soundtrack on this to me is awesome. I love the soundtrack. Well, too bad, my friend. CCBS. Oh, that puts you at a B? I feel like this is revenge. That's the revenge of the Wii. It's like a C plus. Is that, where does that put it? I, would I think say it's like, like a, a low B. Low B. Low B. Sorry, Chris. Dragged it down. Let's let's let I'll, I'll I'll start on this next one. I haven't right. started yet because I I feel like doing some praising. Ooh. Contra three, the Alien Wars. Debatably, maybe not even debatably, one of the top five games I've ever played. I truly love this game. Contra is one of the greatest series of all time. I know you guys definitely agree with me on that. I think it is the definition of a perfect run and gun game. It's got music that makes you literally feel like you're in a war, like you want to go kick A and chew bubble gum. I mean, it is hardcore. Gameplay's perfect. Double weapons. Everything about it. I can perfect run it. I, I absolute S. Man, right. I'm, I'm <laughs> with you on all of what you said. The only problem I have is this game was, for whatever reason, way too hard for me. Really? I could, and it's crazy to me that you can perfect run this because I could never beat this game. Got it. I always struggled with it. I was always good at Super C and I was always good at the original Contra. And then when this one came out, I was like, I don't know. I just couldn't do it. So... As much as I love the sounds and the graphics, pushes it down for you. It just pushed it down, so I would give it like a B for me. You're doing that because of Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. <laughs> I give it, yeah, a solid D. You I, can't even do it to that. It's too no, good. I give it a B. I would, you give it a oh, go ahead, I would say like the familiarity with the, the music. I love the music to it. So good. It's great. Dun, dun, and I would say it's about an A for me. I liked it. Thanks, brother. I, liked it. I love shooters. That's for me. This one, because I love con I love Contra. Like yeah. One thing I love is Contra, and this one... Is an S tier for sure. Ooh, this go. one is bizarre. Should have gone good. lower. The level <laughs> where the mechanic aliens, the level where the mechanic aliens' hands come to, 
and he rips open the thing. Oh, oh it's so good. Oh, it's good. Plus, it has that top-down view. I mean, a lot of people hate I it. I love the top-down view like, in this it's game. It's different. They changed it. I SSBA. That's A? Yeah, that's, that's A. a. That's yeah. a. Okay, but that is it above, be, is that it above be a, turtles? That's above turtles, I, know, I believe. Chris is trying Let's, to go. He's like, I'm like, dang, you should have gone lower on that one. <laughs> He's an N64 bad dude. Let's, He's like, I'm going to get you guys back for this. <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw out one that, I'll be honest with you, I am not ultra, ultra familiar. Is anybody here ultra familiar with Metal Warriors? I, I am not. Played it, but I'm not. I don't even remember. So, are we gonna void this? This has got to be say, void. Yeah, I would. It say might void. have to be voided. This I is a loose game or not? I have not played it enough. We do this out of respect for you guys. Instead of pretending like we know it, which I know a lot of YouTube channels would do, we'll just we'll void it and say we don't know that much about it. We don't want to ruin. If you love the game, we don't want to ruin it for you by pretending that we know. I'm, Delete. I'm, We've never we done that. Rich enough I'll to be, own it. We have respect <laughs> for ourselves. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I just only play like the main frame of games, so like oh, if, it's, got it. if it's not like a main yeah, fit gamer, yeah, fit got gamer. it. Okay, we got it. Caleb matchup, baby. Caleb matchup. All right, here we go. Uh, Ricky, why don't you, uh, Dracula, give me an Xer on this, baby. This Dracula. is Castlevania Dracula X Dracula for the audios. Dracula X. Um, so this one, I, I love this one. It's really good, but as far as like one of my fe- like, if I compare it to other Castlevanias, come. This will probably fall between an A and a B for me. Okay, that's still great. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's really wrong. good. It's so, a great game. I actually just got it for the PC Engine. So, so, so we're doing a B plus. <laughs> you did, Christopher. Yeah, B plus. Sorry, I feel like Chris would like this because he likes dark things. <laughs> <laughs> if it has demons yeah. and Dracula, I love it. And people I, don't know we're recording this any church. <laughs> um, I do like this one. I actually think it was a, such a vast improvement over the earlier Castlevanias. Okay, super. super? We'll um, get there. We'll get to Super. Oh, okay. Dang, Super was pretty good too. But I did. I really liked this one. Loved it. Um, I would give it. I would give it an A. It's great. Yeah, it is. It great. was really good. I I'm gonna it. go with A with you guys as well. I do love Super as well. This one, even though probably not like statistically or however justified, but I feel like it felt darker to me when I played it. Yeah. And I like Chris. Give him a hard time, but I do tend to like darker style video games as well. So I'm gonna go. Solid There's a no a. comment on me. Never played it. So. Never comment. Okay. So that is what A A. It's a, it's a solid A. Solid A. <laughs> now, does that go above Contra 3? No, no, it does not. It, did not get it, it didn't get one S. If Contra 3 wins this whole thing, I'm going to be so happy right now. <laughs> All right, let's mix it up. I might be the, the lone wolf on this one. Anybody know any Legend of Mystical Ninja? I played it a little bit. What are your thoughts? You can give us a thought on this one. Agreed. I didn't play it a ton. Uh, good, like a good platformer for me, probably a C. That's a C. I, yeah, okay. but I played it a little bit. Mm-hmm, nice. <laughs> Ricky, what you got? <laughs> He's mad. Big mad. It's, it's actually a fun game. I think I enjoyed the N64 one slightly more, okay. but this one's great. So I'm going to go with uh, AB. Okay, AB. AB. So solid, high, low A. Low okay. A. So, I, I, mess, I mess with Chris a little bit, but really it is like a solid B for me. Yeah. I, I really do love it. I, it. It's funny. Fun is like the, the cheesiest word to use, which Ricky used. It's like the most un- educated answer you could give but that's really what i would just call the game yeah. it's a fun yeah, game fun. the graphics are light the music's light there's no real intensity feeling to it this character sprites have that round animation that feel bubbly and lighthearted. so solid b i have good memories with it nope nope curtis nope, is nope. out he's out so, so that was it's a b it's it's solid, solid b. b okay we can't argue with a solid b you know yeah. nothing beats that um let's go with uh brutality hard game i can start on this one go adventures of batman and robin so I'll say, speaking in terms of, like, actual game, right? Like, let's say I'm a game hardware reviewer and I'm a reviewer online. This game, technically speaking, is a very superior to many games. 
in the scaling, the looks, the graphics, the animation, the sound, the level design, it changes. There's shooting, there's tons of different styles. It's a beautiful game, the way it's made from start to finish. And it's funny, I'm very good at these type of games, side-scrolling beat-em-up platformers, but I really struggled with this one. So like you with Contra 3, even though this game is easily an A for me, I really struggled, and to this day with it, to where I really never found, I feel like, a full enjoyment out of it that I thought I would because it was so hard for me. So I think that knocks it down with how hard it was for me. I'm talking like I barely could get past a couple levels. I have to put it like at a C, even though I know that most people would rank it way higher. C for me. I would say that difficulty brings the enjoyment out of it. Like I would love to like to tease a level. My, yeah, I like to tease my mind to like when I'm playing a game. It has to give me a little bit of a thrill. Have you ever played it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd be like, nope, never. No, yeah, I played this one. I would put it at like a B just because it's like, you know, it's enjoyable. I like the challenge of games. That's the whole point of playing them. If it's just easy to Liar. perfect. If just I could lying just, to our audience right on, now. Hold on. If I could just perfect around all these little cupcakes. Shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever beat it? Huh? Did you ever beat yeah. it? I never, I never beat any of these games. <laughs> I love it, hard games, man. The harder the better. It just makes it so much more. Yeah. But I beat the first level one. Just so you guys know. <laughs> I never beat any. Of them. <laughs> I feel like I've never really beat any of them, but I played a lot of them. I never played this one enough. Okay. I've seen it. I know it's a beautiful looking game, but okay. I, I did not play. So I'm gonna have to pass. I only played it for the Genesis. I don't know if it's the exact same one. It's not the exact same. No. I mean, on the Genesis, I liked it. So that was also brutally hard. It was brutally hard. Like. Uh, I'm going to go with a C2 because of the hardness. CCB. Oh, no. Low B. Sorry, people. Why? Oh. Something has to be at the bottom. But hey, we got to say it like we said before. A low B is still a great grade, right? It doesn't It doesn't unjustify. I, I want to see a trash game, man. I want to see like there's different letters on this board, guys. Konami? I mean, there's like the obscure yeah, ones. There's like a lot of random shooters and there's Axelay, which is great too. But it's really hard to find. Axelay is fantastic. <laughs> but I don't want to put it on here because I know we only have limited time and people are going to be like, hey, why don't you, we can't go through them all. Yeah. We can't. It'd be a full podcast. Um, let me go. Let's. Oh, baby. Ricky. Sunset Riders. Oh my God. Ricky has the same sentiment, I can tell, just oh by that reaction. Gosh. What you got, Ricky? All right, so this one S here for sure. Yep. I love this game. Cormano all the way. Cormano is the best. Oh, my gosh. This game's so good. This is the best four-player game. Like, one of the best four-player games to me. And on the arcade, I guess. Super Nintendo. And Super. Oh, yeah, Super. But it's just, it's so good. It's got all the quotes Bury me with my money. money. Oh my I like God. the idiot. It's time to pay. <laughs> oh, the most terrible man. Please help. You all right, ma'am? Don't worry about S-tier it. S tier all the way. <laughs> Christopher? Oh, man. Dude. I hope oh, your grade's no. good. No, really, don't ruin Sunset Riders. That's blasphemy. <laughs> oh, man. Bring it home. I got to do it. No. no Last it's, time. It's so good to me. I oh, love this <laughs> You know what's funny is for some reason when you ruin other ones, I didn't care, but I was like emotionally upset. I was going to just drop an F on it. No, I absolutely love this game. This game is like perfect. It is so good. It's so wow. it's incre- It's an incredible, incredible game. It. How good this game is. Yeah. And I would agree with you. Probably the best four player game. In my opinion, better than Turtles in Time. And Simpsons. Of, yeah, better than all it's, of those. Yep. Better than all of them. So good. I think it's the best one. I would put it as an S. Wow, Curtis said he's never played it, so that's good. I want to play it now, that's the thing. (laughs) Because, boys, this might be the first time ever. Triple S! S. (laughs) Sunset, right? Yeah, it is just, I don't know what it is, but it is just nailed on 
every level from music again to sound design the yeah. quotes the style the, it's just such a pretty game of fun and the, i feel like where this shines is it never has dull spots right a lot of games you go through and you're like oh i love this game but I, that level kind of sucks this one it knows what it's doing it goes all the way through and it's just it nails it all the way through anytime i've ever played it i've never gotten bored i'm all, we're always like because you know you're normally playing with multiple people you yep. want to beat that game every yep. single Dang. time you play it oh it's i love so it I, i've never felt so good to put something at a triple S. Oh, wow. It actually beat Contra. Let's go. And I, I, Way I, above it, I didn't think I'd be okay with that, but I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> I, I, I feel good about I'm it. Going right, home me... and ROMing this right now. <laughs> ROM. Oh, I accidentally <laughs> double loaded up right Ooh. here. Batman Returns. Christopher, why don't you start? You like dark stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to remember this one. I know I've played it. It's 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 takes place in Gotham. The clown levels in the beginning. You start out. The clown levels kind of come through on the bike. You can grab the characters. You can throw them against the back wall behind you. They shatter on the glass. Okay, that good man. enough? <laughs> don't, don't worry, don't worry. I, I'm probably low on the list. So For gonna... some reason, I remember it not being that good. I'm that's Batman to... Forever. Yeah, okay. this is this likely. Batman for forever. There's so many Batman. More than likely, that's Batman Forever. So I might have to pass on this one because okay, I don't want to comment. I'd rather be passed than Black Maybe that's yeah. what I was remembering because I was going to put that thing at a D. It's definitely not a D. <laughs> and I would D. say even not even like emotionally speaking, most people would agree it's just a, a great game. But go ahead. It's probably one of the best Batman games. This one or Return of the Joker on the NES are like... Yeah. Pretty close side by side. This is a solid A for me. I like it's the original game. Batman on so NES. Good. That game is incredible. <laughs> the is first good. Batman. If this one, if you have to play it again, so you might be thinking really, of the other really one. good. Huh? I'm probably thinking of the other one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I am thinking of Batman you, for forever. You're so I'm going to uh, Batman Forever. Batman Forever is garbage. I don't want yeah. to be like sounding stupid. Well, I always do. But <laughs> Batman Forever was garbage. That's yeah. probably the one you're thinking. So of. what did you give it? You rated A. A. Wow. Yeah, that's an A. I'm going to go solid A too. It does a really good job portraying Batman, and I think that's important because, like, the Batman and Robin game is fun. It has dark tones, a lot of dark tones, but it feels a little bit more fun. I mean, that's just the honest word. This feels a little bit more grim, and it has that music that's just very low-key. The clowns, their sound effects, it's the the cutscenes. It's very Batman, right? Batman's dark. Batman's eerie. It, it feels dreary. That's what this feels like to me. So I feel like the weapons are so good on this. Weapons too. are like great. smooth. I'm like, oh, whoa. they are smooth. All right. Should we rapid fire these next what? three? Oh, oh yeah, you, give it, you gave it a, a. a. So solid, solid, a. A. solid a. Are we running low on time, Curtis? Yeah, a little bit, a little All bit. Right. We're gonna rapid fire the next ones. Ready, boys? Who has an opinion on Sparkster? No comment for Curtis. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pass. Never played it. Ricky, I played a little bit, not like crazy amounts, but that, that that's a great game. It's between an A and a B for me. Okay, yeah, you're. It's it's a great game, but I'm not gonna. It's not like. <sighs> so for me, I used to like it. Got it recently. Played it and loved it. Really? It is so unique in gameplay. It's one of those games where. One level you're top down, one level you're shooting, one level it feels like Gunstar Heroes, one level it feels like a shooter. The mechanics aren't your typical Super Nintendo game. You throw something at the wall, it bounces, it shoots you in all the directions. It always feels like you're playing a new fun experience. And if you know Konami in 16 days, they're not going to lack on gameplay. Yeah. So easy A for me. Hmm. So that's, all right. It's like Rocket Knight. And last one, Curtis, don't try to. You and your pit vipers can shut up. Dude, I, I control the show right Uh-oh, now. Oh, baby. <laughs> Let's go, brother. <laughs> all right, last one. And I wanted to save this one because I think there'd be good opinions on this. Super Castlevania. Chris, you like dark stuff? I like oh, right. <laughs> I'm glad Ricky said it, not just me. Nice. <laughs> just everything dark. <laughs> What's your thoughts? I love this game. I, it was a super rapid fire. I would give it a uh, A plus. Okay. A plus. A plus. It's just yeah, a, a letter, plus. That's guys. such a. It's probably the best Castlevania game. 
I'm going to say A plus as well. It's a solid, solid mm, top four Castlevania games. There's so many good Castlevania. That's true. My goodness, Symphony of the Night. Sorry, it's in my head. Oh, so where does this put this? You have no opinion, right? Yeah, it's the no best. Opinion, yeah. Okay. Oh, I where does that put us, boys? Solid A. Solid A. Solid A. Now, okay, this is always the number one thing we do on here. We shout out the lowest and the highest. Lowest, Batman and Robin. Still great at a B minus. Yeah. Highest coming in with a overkill. Killed. Sunset Riders. Uh, nice. I'm yes, going to play that like You need to, for real. <laughs> right. If you had friends, though. <laughs> all right. This is probably going to be my, one of my favorite topics uh, we're going to hit. It is, uh, all right. We're gonna just gonna go right into it. What is this big announcement? Oh, oh let's shoot. go. Are you ready? I, I I mean, the internet will probably know by now because I'm sure the title we titled it something. But uh, I think this is the first time we can. Chris, why don't you say it because you kind of helped. Maybe tell the say it, then tell the story of how Ricky and I and what all is partaking and taking place. So we are now owners, co-owners of SoCal Gaming Expo. Yeah. Here in California. And, and Beto, back there, our amazing producer, guider, all of man of Magic of Oz, didn't even know that. So breaking news to... <laughs> but, Congratulations. Well, I have to stand, bro. Yeah. I have to, bro. I have to. Cordial. Gotta be this guy. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Curtis is helping, too. He's not a fish. Whoa, Ricky. Whoa. I got too excited. Ricky. You don't understand. I've never owned something this big. I am so happy for you guys. Like, it is unreal. I've been waiting. I've been in the anticipation, the behind the scenes. I'm like, when are they going to finally official sign the papers? Yes, Curtis was definitely (laughs) behind the scenes stressing out, like, as we would tell him and tell him the story. But I think this is... This is huge. I think we should go over kind of how it got here. You can kind of tell us. And then we could even go over, like, you know, light plans for now. This is very early stages. Our goals, our missions, our, our what we're excited for, what we think we can do with the community. But I'll let you kind of guide the story. Sure. And this is our first announcement, by the way, too. This hasn't, yeah. other than a few other people, which has not gone And this out. is, like, the first time we even, like, sit in a room and talk about it because we've been traveling, we've been busy. It's been very yeah. hard to just yep. sit and kind of convene about this since it part, took place. So um, the story of it, and I'll try to keep it somewhat brief. I mean, when, I, I'm going to go way back with this. Please do. When I first moved out here, which was six years ago from Connecticut to California, and uh, just to preface it, you know, I run Retro World Expo mm-hmm. on the East Coast. I've so been in the convention. We don't scene. care about that expo anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I'm totally just kidding. Um, but uh, so I've been in the, you know, running a show for yeah. eight, about eight years now, I want to say, maybe going on nine years. When I first moved out here, there was two shows. There was SoCal Retro Gaming Expo, and there was another show called Retro City Festival. Um, and when I and my thoughts was to open up some stores out here, and I was like, oh, maybe there'd be a time to open up Retro World, have yeah. a show out here. It just didn't make sense at the time because there was two retro gaming shows. Um, so just kind of put that on the shelf. Uh, fast forward, just the history of SoCal and those shows. Retro City Festival kind of went by the wayside kind of a few years out. ago, and really was just the only yeah. show left in LA was SoCal uh, Gaming Expo. So that took place, I want to say, a month ago. Yes, about, about a month, a month, and month ago. ago. And um, you guys were there. Obviously, Curtis, you were there. I came the last day, um, wanted to check it out, kind of check out the scene. Um, ended up talking with Jay, who's Jay with the Game Chasers, um, who was the current owner of the In show. In case anybody didn't know, yes. Yep. And great guy, by the way. I've had a long-standing relationship with Same. Jay. Uh, you guys have. Long yep, time, and, yep. You know, he's a, I would consider him a friend. And um, I've always just chatted with him at the shows because we're, you know, show owners. He runs Retro Palooza, and so we'll just talk general show stuff. Nothing really came up at the show about 
a possible sale of it. But I kind of was just um, kind of hearing how his take on the show and how things were and stuff like that. Kind of got the impression it was a little bit of work coming from he travel. He lives in Texas, so he travels to California. So about a week after the show, I, I just reached out to him and um, just asked him straight up. I just said, hey, Jay. Uh, you know, would you be interested in possibly selling SoCal Gaming Expo? And um, he replied back and he said, you know, I hadn't really thought about it, but potentially I would. And uh, he said, let me think about it. And he thought about it. I got a text from him a couple of days after that. And he said, you know, I, I think I would consider selling it. Mm. And we got talking about maybe his reasons why and, and you know, what he wanted to focus on other things in his life. And um, so with any negotiation like this, obviously a big big discussion yep. you know we came up with the price and um at that point i w was thinking okay well i'm just talking with jay how how can i put this on because i have a partner um yeah. who i should mention who's also involved in the show is a lance, owner lance. lance cortez um who's been a partner of mine with retro world for uh since the beginning and i think it's good for the community to know that he is lance from the the Retro video game years from video, video game, game years, years from retro Retroware TV yep. video game years. You've seen Lance. If you've been around the scene for a long time, you know, Lance is a part of the scene. You know, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. It's not just some random, you know, like, Hey, Bill, you've never met him, never heard of him, but yeah. he has an important and, role um, in this community. Awesome guy. He's been an awesome partner of mine and we've put on retro world for years. So I talked with him, see if he wanted to be in. And then I had always thought, you know, if this was going to transpire right away, I thought, okay, you know, between knowing you guys for the last several years and working with you on the podcast here, I, I couldn't have thought of anybody better to come in as a partner than you guys collectively. So proposed it to you guys. You guys seemed very interested. We kind of all came together as Voltron to form a team. <laughs> I was thinking like the Power Rangers. But Power Rangers. <laughs> more, actually, like Voltron, more like better. Captain Planet over here. <laughs> Captain Planet. And um, so uh, we... Went through all the finalization of contracts, and yep. this is our first announcement. And like you said, the, the very, very early stages of what will be uh, quite a bit of work, um, yes. putting the show on, uh, try, uh, have a lot of plans for bringing new stuff yeah. to it. Um, you guys are going to have, have all sorts of ideas and elements that yeah. you're going to want to bring to it. So it, it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's so... It's unbelievably exciting to me that this is happening. So thank you again for bringing us even in or even the idea of wanting to bring us in. Yeah. And, you know, it was so when you brought it to me, it was so unexpected. But it was one of those things where the minute you said it, it was like, wow, this makes sense. Like, wow, I'm really interested. All the all these thoughts were just completely positive. You know, me, you know, my deciding factors in life is, you know, talking to my wife. I go and pray about it. But it was just like everything was like. Yes, 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 of course. Why not? And Jay's done a great job. Of course, never want to talk down any of the things he's done. He's done great there. But as you know, with anything, when you're taking something over and it becomes yours, we're just racking our brains with so many ideas, so much excitement. And one of the mo biggest moments that was like, whoa, to me is like, we've been doing YouTube in this community, quite literally with the SoCal retro <laughs> game hunting scene for 12 years on YouTube. That it's crazy that all these people we've hung out with for 12 years that have been part of our community, like if you would have told me that when I was a kid or when we started YouTube, that we'd be co-owners, all of us own this together along with Lance, of the SoCal Retro Game Hunting Convention where thousands and thousands and thousands of people go, I wouldn't have believed it. Like there's no way, right? This isn't, in, you know, running like a, you know, a small event or a gathering of some sort. This is a, which by the way, those are all great and very beneficial to the community. But 
this is such a big scale thing that like I immediately told my brothers, they were freaking out. Like there's no freaking way. Like this is the coolest thing ever. You know, we even got like emotional, you know, we're like kids playing Nintendo together. You know, it's like, dude, like this is what we're doing now. Like, I think it goes so much beyond the feeling of successful YouTube. And, you know, I think we could say we've had success on YouTube, you know, with this podcast and the main channel, but this feels like such a different reward because it's like in person with the community, with these people that we've known forever. So for me, it's like such, such a mind boggling experience. And I'm so happy that you feel that way. Yeah. And I feel the same way, too. And the way that the show for me, Retro World, from putting it on for eight years has felt for me is it has been such a, a labor of love. You know, obviously, it's a business. There's money involved and stuff like that. But it is like I've, I've always felt it's like such a gift back to the community. Totally. And the stuff that we do and that we talk about and like bring it really when I go back for Retro World every year. And of course, I used to live there. So it was a lot easier. Now I fly back 3000 miles. So it'll be nice to have this show here. Yeah. But the feeling. I get when I go back there is just seeing all the vendors that I know, seeing everybody that is a part of that show. And once a year, I get to go back to experience that. Now I get to experience it here with you guys. And of course, this community out here is a much, it's, it's a different community. Yeah, it's all yeah. different faces and different people. Yep. And when the show goes on, it is like such a flurry of so much going on for the two days of it. And there's months and months leading up to it. But the feeling afterwards, yeah. for me, has always been like one of the best feelings in the world. Yep. I go home exhausted and like just so tired. I poured my heart out into it. But then I just relive like that was like the best Thing every every year I experience totally, that. and so you guys will get to experience that now. When you see when the show comes together and you're a part of it, it's more, like one of the best more than hype. Ever. I think one of the coolest aspects of this, it feels like you guys are just bringing it home to where it needed to be, right? Yeah, like the SoCal people. You know yep. what I mean? Not to do any disjustice to Jay because Jay did an amazing job. Of first expo I ever went to, but it's almost like we have such a great community here and like you guys are all now Californians, right? Yep. So now it's just like, you have a better reason to put on a better show for your vendors, for your community, for all your, your fans of support. And I know that's why Chris feels, he's like, I'm bringing retro World expo. Like, like if I can say the word here, <laughs> right. You're bringing it here. Yeah. And now you have like more of like a, a position that you don't have to go and, go and visit now yeah. it's gonna just be here with you, you yeah know I mean? i'm excited for people to come from like out of state too of course that's what happens at conventions yeah. people oh, yeah. drive people fly oh, yeah. people do that and we've been to so many conventions ricky off, off the back of your head if i i didn't ask you before if you have to shotgun one stupid crazy <laughs> idea that you would add to the expo what would it be a crazy idea like i'm gonna start and say clearly yo-yo national championships <laughs> but ricky get off of that trend. too many games actually does that they do do that they do, no pause i mean not a bad idea not a bad idea <laughs> might not be a lot to invest in so that'd be good like pretty cheap come on ricky what's yours my crazy idea it'd be a, i, I kind of like chris's like I'm gonna I'm gonna run off of Chris's idea a little bit, but it'd be cool if you can like the people that go can actually wrestle in a ring. Ooh, <laughs> and we oh, well, awesome? so we we bring wrestling to Retro World, and I actually would love to bring wrestling to SoCal. I mean, Let's it's an it. awesome, awesome thing. But we have never done what you're talking about, which is actually like you rip, sign up, go wrestle Ricky and got ring. beef with your friend. <laughs> sign up. Awesome. I thought Ricky was going to say churro eating contest. We Dang got it. Ultimate That's Warrior over there already. <laughs> yeah, Curtis, the Ultimate Warrior. Would you wrestle? Huh? Would yeah. you wrestle? Put me in a singlet, bro. I'll be ready. Oh, I man. would love to see Gabo, Ben, and Curtis. 
because they all come as off as strong men. I want to see those guys fight. Ben is probably pretty strong. He works out. I'd yeah. love to fight Phoenix Reasel and Retro Rick. I would oh smoke God. them. The fight of the strong. But I would love to see it. I think uh, one of the questions I have is like, what type of dynamic that you think that you can bring in to the expo? Like now, like what would be your your difference coming in? Um, so right away, I mean, it, and this is just a again, Jay ran an awesome show. Yeah. Not to yeah. knock that at all, his show um, and, and well attended. I mean, when you went to SoCal last year, very very Lots very, of very well Good attended. Numbers. Amazing vendors, uh, so many games there. Um, there's a lot of things that we've done with, with Retro World, and you'll see at other shows that I would love to bring in right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, expand the arcade, um, expand what we call esports, but just tournaments in general, whether yeah. it's new, newer fighting tournaments, old school fighting tournaments. Awesome. Um, wrestling, again, is a possibility. I've already talked with um, uh, Vince Clementi, with, who runs the uh, Tetris World Championships. Uh, we run a. He, they, those are in Portland. Um, the main the main event yeah. is in Portland, but they do regionals. Uh, he's already willing to do a regional Tetris event. We'd probably call it the SoCal uh, Regional, awesome. which would be a, a Tetris World Championship wow. event. Um, uh, I would love to add something because it's SoCal, and I know I'm biased. I would love to add like best trick contest flat ground on skateboard Ooh, i would love I like something that. with skateboards you got to help me out with like insurance liability and stuff <laughs> well, we always have insurance well, on i the would show, love like a flat big... ground best trick on a vintage skateboard I mean, on one of these single a... kicks right here you just need a liability waiver You'd i mean right. yeah you could do liability waivers but the insurance policies on these events are very big Okay, like, so we're good? Yeah. Probably. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, we're wrestling. <laughs> Gapo, break my leg. I'm going to bring out those Ric Flair underwear I have. I'm going to have Aaron wear it. Oh, I will <laughs> gladly rock Ric Flair underwear. So, and with Retro World, I mean, we I, I used to call it this years ago, is we used to just call it like wacky and weird ideas. Like some of the things that you come up with like that are, if, as long as they can be brought in and implemented, yeah. I mean, they are just, they can be some of the most fun things that totally. you can do. So to answer your question, Curtis, really, like I think one of our main goals would be to expand the show and aside from just vendors offer a lot of other things that attendees could do at the show that'll be really fun events and I think we come from a good place you know like I mentioned earlier us being around these people for so long right we've we've had so almost like a mole right like we've had the inside ear without being the the man right We, we weren't the convention owner we weren't this so people like they spoke to us what they wanted Right. Like this needs to be this. Should, why isn't this at conventions? Why don't people do this? So we've been able to hear all that and get like that inside intel for for 12 years, yeah. you know, from literally SoCal community. So I feel like we have that like inside, you know, one up. We'll tell you everything, Chris. <laughs> There's a lot. You don't know. Like, Dang, you have all this insight behind the scenes? <laughs> no. And again, you being too, even like a local, you know, you, you've owned the HB store, you know, your other stores down here. I mean, you know, the people. Right. You know, the people coming in, not even people who are just like hardcore con goers, which are like you would say, like the extreme. But, you know, like the day to day, like the mom comes in who's looking for this. Right. There's all different ways to understand, you know, the market, you know. Well, and it's a good point, too, because, you know, Los Angeles and Southern California and where we live has always been like, uh, I don't know, like a leader in new ideas Mm -hmm. and kind of like strange, whether it's fashion or other things that come out of here. So I certainly could see this show being where it is and, you know, with us and the people we know and community and stuff, like a lot of different things going on and it it kind of having a different vibe than maybe maybe even other gaming shows that are out there. What what fighting game gets to have its own tournament that people don't let now? You're wearing it. I'm going to say Killer Instinct. 
Ooh, you don't see Killer Instinct. I would much love a Killer Instinct. All. I don't know, man. I think I was just watching that one video you sent me with uh, the Completionist, and it was the Capcom versus uh, the SNK. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You bring that that's my arcade favorite. from the office. I, I perfect ran Gerard <laughs> in Capcom versus SNK. Like no flawless. Way. I flawless him. And you want This is actually a hilarious story. Did you get a discount? So this is when I was like new jumping in back to YouTube and I didn't want Gerard's like a great friend. I don't know why I even thought this. I was like, I beat him. Ricky recorded and he didn't touch me. And I was like, my brain was like, I don't think I should put that on video. Like almost thought like I'd be like ruining his name because he's a completionist. Yeah. And I didn't put it out in the video. I just put it me winning. Like it's in the video. You see me like play him. It's like fight. And it's like sound effects. And then it's like me being like, oh, dude, I beat him. And I cut out the part where I'm like, I just perfect ran the completionist. <laughs> So and there is nothing worse than getting like I've Mortal Kombat is my game and if you ever get flawless like oh dude, dude. Oh. in a live audience too you know <laughs> oh you might God. as well just oh, go buy a barrier yourself <laughs> just don't play the game anymore don't, you're done really with the scene yeah. Yeah. yeah wow and to finish up this topic I just want to say you guys are the most deserving people to be able to be putting on this show and I'm telling you right now I'm so proud of you guys man and I'm excited to that to be able to go with you guys well, this yeah, I, I will say this Curtis so. Curtis is going to this is the first time we're telling Curtis this what? we did a Zoom call the other day we made us Google spreadsheet of our roles I'm like dude throw Curtis's name on there <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> we put Curtis on what do we put him on volunteers oh they help us with the volunteers yeah maintenance I got it we're good <laughs> it was funny well it's just it, but if anything that's a testament to you and your helpfulness because I was telling Lance who uh, the other co-owner it's four of us so just to make it ultra clear yep. you know de deciding our roles but it was basically a testament to you of me being like hey we have also our friend curtis lance doesn't know him so he's like well how do you like what's your way of describing like he's just always willing to help so yeah. that's a testament to you and, mr viper and it's a good point to bring up too and um like putting on this show while it's you know there's four co-owners of this you know w w the people in the community such as yourself curtis obviously you're a good friend but there with retro world there are so many people that are involved with that yep um people that i meet every year new people that come in and that help out or that have ideas they might yep. say hey i want to run game shows at, yep. the, at the event yep so to the community if you have any ideas or you want to be involved i mean yep. once yep. we you know this goes out please reach out if you want to be involved and, in any way and what a blessing that we have this community that we've built because when i would like you know tell the close people that we know you know the people that we could tell before we break it out i mean every single person i told was like immediately let me help i want to help and it's not oh. you know they know it's not a, a, a paid thing right it's it's a volunteer it's like a church right it takes a team i even say with family members when i'm out with you know your kids and yeah. someone's misbehaving it takes a village right and it's no difference it takes a village to, to raise something, yeah. right? whether it's a kid, whether it's a, a podcast, whether it's anything, there is teamwork involved. And same with this. Dude, what a feeling of chills talking about it finally. Like <laughs> I know, oh, man. I, know. I, I really, and I, and I, you know, I like to put our, my best foot forward and stuff. And I really hope in this, not, I hope I'm going to speak it that we're just going to not for our sake of pride, but just be the coolest thing for people to do it, not just specific to SoCal. Anybody who wants to fly on down, Ricky said he'll cover anybody's flights in the community. <laughs> what? Anybody. We're going to close it out right there. No arguments. All right. We're going to go on to our next topic, one of our favorites. Agree or okay. disagree? I was wondering where this was. 
I was like, where's my good old agree or disagree? <laughs> I wanted this. I've been I waiting. I like the battle. Oh, I brought I brought an extra one. I'm sorry, Curtis. I know you're the you you, you can't play. <laughs> the Lone man. Ranger. I'm the Lone <laughs> Ranger. Oh man. All right. Oh, let's. I, I, I hope that I hope that we can uh, have some good conversations right now, boys. Curtis, slap those on us. Oh, again, always got to say for audio listeners, thank you for listening. And we're holding up signs, a thumbs up, a thumbs down. Curtis is going to read a statement, and we will let you guys know what we are doing and if we agree or disagree with what statement he tells us, and we have not seen these. Curtis, All right. let's hear it. All Retro right. games have a bigger impact than modern games. Retro impact have a bigger impact mm-hmm. than modern games. How, how far are we going back with retro? retro? As big as you we, want. I'm going to say thumbs up. i say yes. We, thumbs up for Rick. The Wii is trash. <laughs> we, got, we got a three-peat over here of thumbs up. Why don't you go ahead, Chris? I heard you kind of saying how far back. I just remember growing up with games. I mean, it it was, I mean, honestly, when I was a kid, it was like the Atari was out, okay. you know, and the impact that that has had from just people like even being like, what the heck is this, you know, yeah. to like all the way up to say uh, Nintendo 64. It was just so impactful on our lives. And not that the newer stuff isn't impactful on um, uh, the kids' lives, new kids' lives, or younger kids' new lives. Kids in the block. New <laughs> kids' lives. <laughs> <laughs> But I would maybe compare it to, like, the car coming out. Like, if you went from a horse and buggy to all of a sudden having an automobile. A motor. Yeah. A motor. That's, like, so impactful versus the the early 1900s cars to where we are today. Yep. Not as impactful. Yeah. So that I would compare it to that. What do you think is most impactful game, Ricky? What's the most impactful game? What game do you think is most impactful to... You want me to do... I, I Sunset think, Riders. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think one of the most impactful games... I, I mean, it's not my favorite game. It used to be, like, one of my top yeah. things... Goldeneye, because if you think mm. about it, look at all the games nowadays. Yep. Oh. I mean, I, truth be told, I'd rather pick Mario or like something like that. Like yeah. it, it like started it, but like when you think of, if you go back, you go to Goldeneye, yep. and that's what started Call of Duty. That's what started all these weird shooters. So the way I see it, it's like these these retro games actually impacted everything. That's how you got the ideas for all these other things. I think you're correct in that too, because the first person shooter genre was so not popularized even though on pc maybe it was you know you have games like doom but i feel like that was in within a certain community right like the pc community yeah but i feel like goldeneye really did push popularity of like first person shooter in-house parties right like everybody's in a room playing a first person shooter game together i feel like that was really the revolution of that and i feel like new consoles as well and new gaming technology of course is advancing at levels that are crazy you know we have vr stuff that can you know teach people how to be a doctor and how to do open heart surgery and i actually have a friend uh one of my daughter's friends dad's from school i was like hey what do you do for a living And he's like oh, i'm in gaming and i'm like sweet what do you do he's like i run a vr company that is basically like training courses for companies you know i don't know what it is but it could be like how to whatever wrestle a, 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 a horse i don't know it could be anything Rassle. i don't know I why that, that was my thing but that's, that's <laughs> what i went for a wrestle but with that said i feel like yeah those the early steps are always like you said i think gonna be the most impactful and i think it's like almost like the beatles like it's like people use them as like yeah even if you don't agree with them or like them or even care about the music you can't argue the amount of people that are like oh yeah dude that changed the way i thought about music yeah Man, so, I, I really thought you would say mario party just because of the fact that like it has a storyline you can play with multiple people yeah. and it really is more interactive you know what i mean and and it, even halo like i would i would have chose halo as well because that storyline on halo is 
killer. It's interesting, too, because, yeah, he's like a 10-year yeah. gap, basically, generation from us, so he kind of has the next step up. He's wrong, but we're going to nod for him. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I was going to say, just kidding. <laughs> All right, next, we're going to go on to our next one. Celebrities are just regular people who made it big. Celebrities hmm. are regular people who made it big. Oh, this is an interesting one. I'm going to say, I, it's, it, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. But I'm going to say I disagree. Chris has up and agree. I'll Ricky agree. has up and agree. So do I have to be the one to explain myself? Yeah, you can go for it. For it. You first. I don't know. As I dive into, I, like I dove into a, a couple podcasts recently where they kind of talked about a lot. I feel like it's a mixed answer because there is a lot of regular people who got put into it and were, you know, became big, right? Like they, yeah. they're a regular person, auditioned, I got big. I feel like there is, though, a lot of forceful entry. I, I something about like Drew Barrymore or something was talking about that yeah. happened to her and like she got pushed into it and a lot of weird things happened that she didn't want to happen. Uh, Judy Garland from Wizard of Oz, a lot of things happened to her. You know, parents kind of pushed them into it. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. That's just me saying there's that weird fine line. But I've said this before. And this is going to be a controversy topic 101. <laughs> I always feel like if a celebrity, maybe when they initially got in, were normal. Yeah. But I feel like. How do I say this right? What's... There's a lot of celebrities that are. I know people in LA who have been to a lot of those celebrity things, and they're like, they are not normal. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> demonic, dare I say. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff. We have yeah. a friend, actually. So we used to know him. It was this guy named Richie the Barber. Literally, Google him. He's. He literally oh, yeah, is a barber. Yeah, he's yeah, local. He's local. So we, my yeah, friend went to church with him back in the day. He fell out of all that. He became a clown. That's quite literally anybody who doesn't know him. He's implants, tattoos. He's an actual clown now. He was cutting hair in Fullerton. We ran into him during an episode in Fullerton. We were filming a video. Talked to him a little there. Recently, I think he got saved, which isn't part of the story. But he was saying, too, that like he went to a couple Hollywood things. And he's like, these are all actors you know. Yeah. They're all the most famous actors you know, and I literally, coming from a guy who's an actual clown, am uncomfortable saying the words of the things they do there. And I was like, that's crazy. Actually, you that's... can see some of those stories on his YouTube channel. He actually has one. Yeah, I, and, I've seen a couple. And it's funny because yeah. like, I see his van all over town. You've seen his van too? I yeah. just saw it the other day, <laughs> I and know I was where... like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I pulled up right next to it, and I was like, whoa. You know, it's... he actually cuts like Steve-O from yeah. Jack. Is he like yeah. a Hayward. famous barber? Yeah. Is that yeah. what he is? Yeah. 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 Okay. He became a clown. Obviously, that's going to build you some sort of you know attention, whether whatever is notoriety but, or good. It, but he got celebrity limelight because of that and then i guess apparently he became you know obviously really good at what he does he's got very crazy stories it sh kind of goes from the dynamic of being reformative and going through some of these like satanic rituals that he's been to in some of these yeah. situations and he's like i it was beyond him and you you listen to his stories they almost sound fake but it's like you can see the fear that he had in his eyes even with that full tattooed face <laughs> you so. can't cover the fear no what about you guys i mean my take on it is uh, that they are just regular people. Huh? Um, I've never been like starstruck anytime I've met a celebrity. I mean, I know some people are, but anytime I've happened across one or met one, uh, to me, they're just regular people. Okay. I'm like, you're just a human being like I am. You yeah. have the same fears. You have the same doubts. You have the same uncertainties. Um, 
everything about you, yes, you people might know who you are more, yeah. but I don't feel like they're not just regular people. Got it. I'm not sure about the stuff like behind the scenes stuff that yeah, goes yeah, on. Of course. But and none of yeah, us yeah, really we are. Don't no. know that. None of us actually are, right? We're not there unless I was there and I could literally be like, yes. I saw that. You We're just I mean. telling you the recollection of his events. <laughs> Richie, you want to be on our podcast? Actually, I bet I could get him. Yeah, he is hmm. local, like I said. Let me go down that wormhole another time. We'll see if we can get there. <laughs> but that's my take on it. Yeah. Um, just regular people. Yeah, um, okay. And, uh, yeah, just, again, have the same stuff we go through. Ricky? Yeah. I think it's the same. Like, I, I always see, I always saw, like, like, like uh, what's his face? Wow, I literally thought of his name and I'm like, oh, Keanu Reeves. Like, I just okay. see, him, see him as a normal guy. Like, well, and some come off so much more regular. Yeah, exactly. So, so that that that's like another thing. Like, some are just they're born into it, like Drew Barrymore, but some just seem like they just rolled out of bed. Like, I made it. Can we all agree that I think cool. Adam Sandler is probably the most normal? Yes. Oh yeah. He's, he's like at IHOP and like won't take cuts. He's like, no, I'm, just, I'm in line. Dude was in Lancaster and I, like in and out, and people going out to him, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, you know. I see clips of him on like. YouTube where he's like rolling up and kids are filming. They're like, he has no security around him. He just strolled him. He's like, can I have next game? Like, sure. <laughs> he's just balling with kids. Like, whatever. And my, I'm like, I think I've said it before. My buddy used to play ball with him up in Santa Monica. Really? Yeah. He's actually really good at basketball. Yeah, he would go down to the courts there and I, I think he was traveling in or something, but they, he would play, whether it was Venice or Santa Monica, he would be down there just playing. Just regular. Wow. Yep. That's awesome. Wow. Okay. All right, like we're going to go on to our next one. Original cartridges are better than CDs-based games. Absolutely. Thumbs up. Yes. Cartridge over CD. Ooh, I'm a thinker. No, because I know. There's not a lot of dark games of cartridges. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to agree with it. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, dang, Switch is so good. It's but cartridge. I'm like, it's a cartridge. I'm going to go over, not even necessarily. Okay, well, so there's two levels. There's the actual games, right? So do you yeah. prefer more retro games or newer CD-based? And then the other argument is actual physicality of them, right? Yeah. CDs, in the case of CDs, suck. Loose. As far as, right. I mean, you could t- look at them wrong and they're scratched. Yeah. <laughs> Cartridges, I used to watch videos of this girl named Rinry Game Game yeah. way back in the early YouTube, early RetroWare. Um, and she would do these tests where she's literally boiling Super Nintendo games, Genesis, throwing them up in like 100-story buildings, like running them over and like still play. As long as those pins were protected, still good. You know, it's like cartridges, a little piece of shell of itself. Click, play, go. CDs? No. If you have a quarter in your pocket and put the CD in there, it's either going to crack, break, or scratch. And and here's the thing. There's also disc rot you have to worry about nowadays. Oh, disc so if rot. You get, you get into disc rot, there's no way to bring that back. When, when I think of, like, cartridge, maybe, like, the dead one downside, I'd think of, like, the Game Boy games that require batteries. But even then, all you have to do is replace the battery. I didn't think about that. Chris suffers with crotch rot. <laughs> 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 no way. All right, what about you, Greg? What do you think? No, I mean, I love the cartridges the more I think about it. For yeah. all the reasons you said, the CDs do suck. They're so flimsy. They do crack. They always have issues. Yeah. My thing, biggest thing I was thinking about when we were talking about it is, like, how on earth has Nintendo gotten all the info down on the cartridges that they do? Yep. And why, I mean, I just... And there's no save batteries in that. So I don't even know how those work or whatever. But I will firmly say we're very dumb. I love it. We're very dumb when it comes to like the technical aspect of like how technology in video games oh, work. You, I mean, you're talking game, about how like the game saves in general. Well, like just the, yeah. the, like this so, tiny little Switch cartridge. Like every so, retro oh, no, channel is like, you guys run so well. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just amazed when I play the Zelda yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. And it's on this tiny little thing. It's the most massive game yeah. ever. It's, and it, I, 
I would say that most of it is built into the system. Like the motherboard is what carries. Don't your let us feel stupid right it. now, Curtis. I just wanted. I, I don't com- understand. How I saw a comment the other day. I saw a comment the other day. Shout out to the hater out there. It was on our the PS2 is overrated video. Yeah. These guys know nothing about video games. It's so sad. And I'm like, for sure, triggered PS2 fan. For sure, that's all he heard. Selected hearing. I was like, these guys suck. All right, what's the next one? All right, the next one is YouTubers should get. Real jobs, quote unquote. Oh, you! Mm. I, ooh, that was huge. Man. Yeah, that Chris, get been its a own job, topic. dude. <laughs> I'm gonna say, wait, say that again. YouTubers should get, get real quote, jobs. Yep, quote unquote. Thumbs yep. down. Ricky, yeah, get a real job. Oh, <laughs> no. I mean, it thumbs down to me because if you can make it just on YouTube. Why get a regular job? Yeah, I'm gonna thumbs down. We are in, and not even YouTube isn't obviously specific to America, but we're yeah. speaking for ourselves. I'm an America man. Like I believe in the American dream more than you'll ever understand. Like yeah. I don't care if you can make it in life and truly make it. However you do it, more power to you. I may not agree. Right? There's probably certain life choices that people do for a living that I don't agree with. But as long as it's you know anything short of sin, as I say, if it's legal and you know morally okay awesome and i know some youtubers and again it you know youtube is like this right and that's yeah. the big critique people get on youtube they go dude you're just riding the wave it goes up and down you could lose your job at any time no crap people don't people lose their regular jobs like every day in the world i'm sure thousands of people lose their regular jobs every day in the world that's part of life and if you can make a crap ton of money there's youtubers who make no money and have fun there's youtubers who make a crap ton of money and have fun i was at youtube summit i'll just say that there was people in that room that will make more money in a month than we'll ever make combined. So when they go, oh, well, it'll be out and you'll be out of money. They don't care. They made their life's worth in a year and they'll be multi, 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 multi millionaires with that money, with proper investments and all that. So I've never had it. That was a huge conversation, though, years ago. Get a real job to YouTubers. Kind of online when e-baking started to kind of come in the, co- the thought. Yeah, I'm a huge, huge believer in entre- entrepreneurs. You are and the same thing. You're very much an entrepreneur. Yeah, and I mean, oh, I we used all to, are. We are, right. You guys are too. And you know, no, I used I to am. work a regular job, <laughs> and um, I quit that. Devoted all my whole life to running the stores and now expos. Um, so I'm all in on this. I've been in it for a while. Um, I also just to comment on that, feel like it's a way safer and more secure uh, living, in my opinion, than a job because. If you work in a job, you can get fired any single time. You don't control that. Versus as an entrepreneur, I can control for the most part, except if like markets change or something happens. You know, maybe things die out. People don't want retro games anymore. I can't control that. But I do feel way more in control and way more secure deciding my own fate. Uh, And I think that is so big and so many people need to hear that is you. There is no freer feeling than knowing you can survive on your own. Right. Like one thousand percent. It is it is so liberating. I almost call it like a metamorphosis when you quit your job and you let it go and you become an entrepreneur. It's a whole different way of life. Yep. It's a different way you feel about life, in, in my opinion, how I how it was for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I would change it. And that's why not talking bad down on. No, never. I real, don't do of course that. Not. No. Yeah. You know, people that work and if you have a job, I mean, it's and. It's, you might and you might have the best job. You might have the worst job. You're still getting by. It is what it is. It might it might be 
fine for what you do, you yep. know. But for me as an entrepreneur, I've never had a better experience in owning my own business for, for me. Of course. It's been awesome. And yeah, I don't, of course, don't want to talk down ever on anybody's work ever because, you know, I truly believe that the quote unquote, again, real jobs out there are literally run the country. You know, electricians, foremen, linemen, yes. people are literally keeping our energy cycle going, right? What would happen if we lost the people who run the electrical industry. Well, that's it. There's literally no other job. Your job would be out. My job would be out. YouTube wouldn't be a thing. Yes. It all requires power, energy, people building buildings, the, the men out there who are, you know, building with swinging hammers in the 40s, hanging by no wire. You know, I mean, those are, you know, so there's no hate on it. But yes, of course. And I think one thing that I have found very freeing about, you know, I do work a day job. And I, I like how I was talking really highly about electrician people because that's the industry <laughs> that's I'm in. But at the same time, I do have, you know, I have my own successful business, my own corporations, all this stuff. I run it own. I will say that my my level of income that I can earn is much, much, much higher and vast doing my own thing. Right? It always is. It it's is. not even close. Because there is no limit to what I can make, right? And I say this with... All respect in the world when people say how much you make. I always say I don't want to go on that, but it's a, a f it's very successful now, and it's because I am willing to make that much money. Yeah. And and I've told my wife even last year when the New Year's, what's your new goal? And I said, of course, you know, family, this and that. But as far as finances go, I want to make this number even more than I made, which is a a good number, and I can do that because at my day job I can't go, boss, but I really want you to get me there. He'd be like, I can't. Yeah. And I do just one thing I would say in regards to it, too, is like when I left my job, I, I used to be a long time ago in commercial real estate. You, you can make a lot of money in yep. commercial real estate. Um, for me, why I wanted to own my own business and was not so much the money. It was more about m my time. I always of felt course. when I was working for a company that I was Way to make me look bad. <laughs> well, 10 minute speech about money like family I'm like, Dang it. Well, that's essentially what uh, businesses do they buy your time right so when you're working you're selling your time right if you're hourly or salary yeah. or whatever you know you're selling your time with the and it's not that as an entrepreneur you don't work a lot it's a ton of time oh no it's all your time. dare i say more time i will say this right now my friends who and i won't even call it names very successful youtubers I am friends with people who have very successful day jobs, right? real jobs, very successful YouTubers. I will say that I know what both of those people are doing during their time. The people I know who are running their own businesses and doing the YouTube stuff are working nearly every minute of every day because they're determining how much money they can make. So there is no, I'm off. There's no such thing. There's really, it never ends. There is no, I'm for off. me, it never ends. It's, it's just a matter of how much, when I want to turn it off and turn it on. Exactly. And that's the difference is if you're working a job and it's like, Oh, you got to be there at four o'clock. You're not in control of that you have to be there at four. If today I was like, you know what? I'm just having a bad day. Like I yep. don't want to work today or I'm not feeling right. I can just be like, I'm going to take a couple hours or I'll take the day off or whatever. That's what I always wanted was just the control of my own time. I, I had a guy and I will not name names. I worked in a nuclear power plant. I was a nuclear business professional. And still in part of what I do now, there was a guy and it was in our guidelines. This is just the power of not working for yourself. We were in a business meeting, in the meeting, in a meeting in a room like this. And we were having a conversation, a meeting. Guy fell asleep like this. I see my boss reach out, do a text. Two minutes later, security with AK-47s walked in. That was your last day of work. You're out. Jeez. Whoa. That intense Jeez. because it was such a high profile job that everything is very discreet. Again, I, I've said it before, I had to swear in the Bible at that job, which wow. was very weird because it's not like a Christian company or anything. But it was very like, these are the rules. He fell asleep. That was in the rule book. He's out. 
Whoa. Last day of work. Go home and tell your wife. Sorry, I fell asleep for two minutes. Yeah, that sucks. Man, we should have made that a whole topic within itself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got time for one more. Okay. I think this is going to be a good one. Let's hear it. A, I would say in quotations, a VHS rental store. What I really mean is a rental store could not last today. Ooh, a strictly rental store. Yeah, Ooh. because I would say like a game. Yeah, because I can't say VHS. I mean, who really, you know, if it's just VHS, it's not going to last. So a media rental store could not last in today's day and age. Yeah. I will say a thumbs down. Ricky's got a I'm thumbs down. You. Chris has got a thumbs up. Chris, why do you think it could not survive? Actually, you know, let me hear from Ricky first. Yeah. Why do you think it wouldn't survive? I haven't heard you talking a little bit. Wait, am I saying I didn't? It, it's not going to survive or it is? <laughs> it would survive. Okay. That's you saying it would survive. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I if you go to GameStop right now, it's kind of what they do if you think about it. Right? I, I remember going there and if you buy any used game, you can literally return it okay. after you play it. So right now it's actually working for them. I talked to the guys. They're like, dude, this is like pretty, it works out pretty good. Like we've been getting a lot of people, but in my head I'm like, oh shoot! Now that you say it, they're not making any money. So this Ricky just back. switched it oh, shoot. on the spot. <laughs> well, if I if I if I have to vouch for that, then I'll say that I fully going on our last conversation. I think that the right person with the right brain, the right skill set of ingenuity and thought process could come up with a way to be a successful rental store. I don't know what that is. I'm not, I'm, I do not know, but it'd like, Man. it'd be like us being handed. I would like to think myself, I'll put us into it. I would like to think if someone handed us a rental store, us four in this room and said, make it work. I would think that I would want to put enough pressure on ourselves to be the best freaking minds about this and think of a way of there's got to be a successful way to make this work. There's the pool noodle inventor is a multimillionaire. The scrub daddy inventor is a multimillionaire there. You're not, you're, you're rewriting something that's already existed. There's gotta be something. I don't even know what it is. I feel like honestly, unless you're doing like renting out reproductions of like old retro games, you know what I mean? You're going to be hurting the condition of whatever was original then you're also going to have to put in the factor, well, what if they don't bring it back? Are you going to overcharge them for Bro, the late fees, the dog? That's yeah. how what, Blockbuster made all its money. Yeah, well, I mean, look at where Blockbuster is now. <laughs> Dang it, bad example. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Wrong person running improper decisions. Right. I feel like there is ways. I want to hear from Chris. Yes. Sorry. I think it's, I, if I'm trying to think back to why it worked back then and doesn't work now, I guess the changing point was really when it was just access to so much media. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now we why have digitally. Blockbuster went up under, yeah, because you could just watch all these things at home, right? Why did the Funko lands of the world or stop renting? Um, I, guess, I guess just because it was access to yeah. so many other ways to get it. Got it. Um, I, don't, I feel like if it would have worked today, it, somebody would have done it. And I, but I haven't even seen anybody try, to be honest with you. Yeah. I haven't seen a I'm, single I'm shooting business. myself in the foot. There was one in Long Beach, like. Maybe like a year ago, and it just shut down. Was it really? <laughs> so, yeah, it was called like the they, last rental store or something. Dude, they were renting it, fixing your mic for you. But I mean, out here in LA, it is kind of strange that there are still some video rental places that do exist. So there, there was one recently in town. I don't know. They've slowly been fading. Retro away, Rick, though. if you're listening, which I know you are, start up a rental VHS section in your store and prove everybody wrong. <laughs> Dang, yeah, just do a section of it. Just do VHS. Idea. That's actually, for your store you know, if you want. We, maybe oh, with see? VHS. Oh, oh, oh. Success. <laughs> we just made Chris a uh, rental store. Smash Bros. Success. You, you know what would be cool with that, though? If you can also rent a TV and an old VCR with it. 
That would be cool. That'd be pretty sick. <laughs> must, you got to get the case. Must be able to lift like, like, yeah, the case. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> I do feel if it could work with anything, it would be VHS. Okay. I like For it. For whatever reason. I think that that could work. But okay. the games are too collectible too, and too high price. Repro. Yeah, I think his out. answer was right. Repro. Yeah, you're not going to rent out a $400 game. You'll never see it again, you know? Yeah. But with VHS, maybe. Okay. Dude, I'd just give you a fake card and be like, here you go, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Viper. All righty. We're going to go on to our next topic. Bonding with your kids through gaming. Oh, I like that. So you initially kind of brought this up a while ago, bonding with your kids through gaming. I also think it could lead us into a deeper conversation of our kids gaming too much and video game addiction, so to say, and all that. But I'd love to hear your first initial thoughts on Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wanted to bring it up because I, I think it is a good topic. Um, I had a friend reach out to me and he was like, hey, I need your advice. Um, I'm, I'm looking at game. My son wants to play the switch. He's like, but I haven't gamed in years. I don't know anything about it, but, and he used the words. He was like, but I really want to try to bond with my son. And I was like, Oh, interesting. And I told him my story. I was like, Hey man, like bonding over games is, you know, with your kids can be a really awesome thing. I've played with my son, uh, since he was, you know, four years old and we still to this day is 14 and we go home and I'm playing Zelda with him every night. And the more I thought about it, I was like, man, how, how much of it has that bond been so impactful for me as a parent with my my son yeah. like and i thought back on it and i was like man of of course i'm involved in sports and his other activities that he does but like where i spend the most of my time with my son is probably sitting playing games and we've done that his whole childhood are you guys typically playing together or doing like a co-experience like a legend of zelda where you're kind of watching him go through the game so we do kind of where we couch co-op in a sense but like we're playing usually adventure single player games oh, where cool. we hand right. off the controller I like so we that. played Resident Evil 4 together we're playing Zelda together we played Elden Ring together these are all one player games but here you do these missions okay you've you've played enough now it's my turn let me play and then we watch each other and I mean we've done that for years and years and years yeah, I, can see, I can see just Chris like it's my turn oh we do do that I mean after a while I'm like alright pass the controller you know or dang you're dying or you're using all our ammo give me that let me take over you know what about you Ricky oh dude I I have like a bunch of just all my kids but mainly like with Gabe it started off like which is your only your oldest son? My oldest son. Like I probably shouldn't. I got him started too early, probably. But yeah, <laughs> I, an adult I, ju- I judged you quietly. Wait, well, so <laughs> this is not playing, but him watching us, I would. I kind of died laughing because we we used, to, we used to play Nazi zombies, and my kid would literally from watching us. He was probably he's little. He'd be, he'd be like a, it was crawling in the so ground. So funny. <gasps> <laughs> so you know, so when you play Nazi zombies, it's in Call of Duty. You, you shoot the zombies, and there's an easy way to mine more ammo and stuff is by leaving the zombie there yeah. half dead, and you can go build up more stuff, get more money, and they'd go on the floor. Pack a punch, baby. And the best part is. <laughs> We'd go, we'd go to a rental place, yeah. and Gabe was too young, but he would just sit in the stroller and not play, and not even necessarily watch, just kind of like, which, by the way, unbelievably was like a that good kid. He would just sit there in the stroller like this, not really watch, just kind of like hang out, and he knew that it was like, you know, part of our world. We'd be at these cyber cafes playing, yeah. he'd be there, and like when Gabe, like, you know, barely knows how to talk, I'd like come into the house, and he'd be like, Erin, he'd call me Erin, he'd be like, Erin, Erin, I'm like, yeah, and he'd be like, <laughs> and I'm like, that is hilarious. Like that was one of my favorite little memories yeah, with that him. Was, that was that's like not playing, but like playing. I would think for me and him, it was Resident Evil Four. But 
a lot, like when he was little, little, I love playing Mario Kart Double Dash. Oh, yeah. Because I first started off as a driver, and he would be the one throwing the stuff. Oh, nice. But as he progressed and got older, he was the driver, and I would do that, and I loved it. I was like, look at this kid. Look at how good he's gotten. And, like, and it's, not, it's not like years. It's like yeah. literally like a month, like a month. And I'm just like, like, it's it's weird because you're like proud of the kid at the same time. I know it's weird. No, it's, like, you could be proud of like, for like, sure. I would say so I would say it's such a unique dynamic right there. Like what you have with your son and what you have with your son. Yeah. That's like that's what you want. Yep. You want to yeah. be able to bond in that yep. such. But like, when did you guys like feel like the need to like first introduce to your kids games? I feel like most parents don't have any need to because yeah. if anything, kids are you know nowadays inherently you know kind of towards that because everything's electronic i think that could even go into you know the conversation i was saying is like you know is there a place where you feel like you know maybe they integrate into games you know we're proud of it we're like nice they're a gamer and then you might be like oh shoot maybe they should get off games like a little bit maybe they need to go out like what is the level you know for me my kids weren't necessarily it was weird because my kids like i've said this before on the podcast they didn't necessarily gravitate games as much as i would have thought they would especially early on they just never really cared it's only really recently and it's only my son my daughters just don't care like they do not care about games and they're old enough to play games they just have zero desire but my son you know just recently started getting the likes and this was big for us i know you know we all have different parenting styles whatever my son's 13 we just pull the trigger on letting him play apex and that's like a big step for him because he's only been allowed to play roblox <laughs> i'm old school i'll be honest i'm old school i go on commonsensemedia.com for everything where you can enter common sense media and type in anything it'll tell you what bad words how often sexuality how often why what where every detail of it so we're like okay he's 13 let's let him you know feel a little bit more liberated so he's been starting to get into apex and even last night you know he's texted me dad let me play Apex with you. And it's like that hard decision because he, it was just about to get past his bedtime of when he should have been playing. So I was like, he's probably manipulating me to play longer, but I'm like, I want him to have that experience, you know, of playing with me and enjoying the game with me. But then again, I found myself playing too long with him. And I'm like, almost like wanting to ground myself. Like Aaron Riff, you're up too late playing. Like your son needs to go to bed. Wait a he second. has junior guards in the morning. You know, happens all the time when I'm gaming with my son. Oh. I know. Like, What's that just, like? Because it's like when we were kids and you just wanted to play all the time. Yep. And now we don't have our parents to tell us yeah. to stop. We're the parents. So then we have to shut it off. But man, do I get sucked into some games sometime where I'm like, dang, it's like midnight and you have school tomorrow. But we got to beat this boss. <laughs> we can't turn it off. But so that's awesome to hear. So you do play with your your kids and you it's not when they were little, though. It's more of a later they thing. They just didn't care about it. They didn't it's so weird it. because I like, you know, we're doing the show when they were babies. And I'm like, man, I really wanted to like games. Like, I love games. It's part of my world. And they just didn't care. And it was just so I showed them every different type of game. You know, it was mostly Nintendo stuff, if I'm being fair. Yep. I wasn't showing them any other stuff, but it was all like the Mario's, the Mario Karts. And they would like it here and there. The first one I say they had experienced with true joy was like Mario Odyssey, Mario 3D World or 3D Land 3D World on the Wii U. Wii U. That was kind of like where they first started to like them. And they got excited and it was joyous moments for me. I'm like, oh, my kids are playing games. But then they just kind of like... It was done. Like, eh, I don't care about games. I'll never even bring it up, really. But then just recently, Curtis hooked him up with a PC. My son's literally doing payments 
to Curtis. <laughs> dude, yeah. I sound like, I sound, dude, hey, that was an expensive PC. Damn, Curtis <laughs> taxed your son. Thousand bucks. Dude. Wow. But how much did you build it for? I mean, you've 2,500 bucks. 200. Dude, two of those parts are worth $1,000. That's crazy. Well, with my son, and, and my daughter is a gamer too. She was not oh, when she? she was younger. She's 19 now. Okay. Yeah, so she was not when she was younger, but now she plays a lot of Call of Duty and stuff. But with my son, when he was real little, you know, I had the stores and I used to bring him. He basically grew up in a video game store, a retro video game That's store. Right. He was two years old when I opened the first store. He used to be in there with me, so he was surrounded by it. But I tried introducing him to retro games, like our games, like Nintendo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Nintendo, all that. The good stuff. The good yeah. stuff, but he never took a liking <laughs> to it. it. I could not get him to ah. connect with it. It wasn't until Roblox, Minecraft. Roblox. I feel like that was the gateway for every kid. Yeah, and so when he started playing Roblox for a long time, I was like, well, I'll play Roblox with you. So yeah. I started playing Roblox, <laughs> you know, and um, then we played Minecraft together, and yes. then, you know, we progressed. And then for a long time, he would just watch me. He always enjoyed watching me play games. Got so. It. Um, nowadays, I mean, I look forward to it every single day going home and playing games with them. That's great. The, the one thing I kind of wonder just to and ask you guys a question, too, is like, I wonder as we get o- even older, okay. when we're moving up, you know, we're in, I'm in my 40s, you guys. Are late 30s. Thir- late 30s, like. 15. When, when our kids. Curtis. Like, where will we be when we're like. 60 like will we still be game? I don't I wonder if I'll still be gaming with my son then I don't probably know probably playing with his either. kids yeah or playing with yeah playing yeah. with grand that'll be a fun oh look Think at the smile that came up his awesome. face lit up when he said that imagine oh. that grandpa so playing games. I have a question on the dark side of it at what point maybe ask Ricky what like playing too much where in your head is like okay this is because kids do, let's be real, there is a lot of video. Yeah. I'm a huge screen time guy. I just am. Huge part of me, my wife's thing. I'm a huge, huge, huge screen time guy. My yeah. wife my wife is more than me. I'd say if it wasn't for my wife, I probably wouldn't be as strict. But my wife's like very aware of minutes and hours and time outside. Um, so in my house, it's a little different. But I'm curious, like, to you, what feels like or where are the moments? Or if there's not, no judgment. Like, are you like, okay, freaking get outside, dude. Do you have that or do you not or do you care? Yeah, so it started that started off with Minecraft. Like he started getting like really into it. So dude, he'd be <laughs> on like all day. And the problem with that was like <laughs> for, for I guess for me it's like his grades were like going down. Oh. But I, I made a deal like bro, you get your grades up, I'll let you play like whatever as much as you want. Yeah, yeah. Big mistake. Kid <laughs> turned really smart. He did. And He's was very smart. Still playing the games 24/7, so I'm like I'm like, God, what do I say? I'm yeah, like, yeah. he's a smart kid. He's still playing like all the time. But dude, the kids, his grades aren't failing. So grade, you almost feel like I don't, you shouldn't necessarily punish in air quotes, like punish him when he's having good grades. Yeah. So Got it. that kind of backfired on me. And it just as Rocket League progressed, because I love Rocket League. He <laughs> loves Rocket League. And he's playing till like two in the morning. And I'm like, dude, you got to go to bed. It's like, oh, dude. But at the same time, the stinking kid yeah. is doing baseball. All this stuff. And CIF still, champions. Yeah, CIF yeah. champ. Still getting like A's, straight A's. I'm just like, oh my gosh. I'm like, as a me, if that, if that was me, I would have failed. That sucks so bad for your next son. <laughs> oh, like, for, for my Maverick. brother was perfect. <laughs> I'm a failure. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you this. Maverick is pretty insane Which good. is his, Ricky's youngest, it's my, by it's the my way. my youngest son. He's pretty darn good at Smash Bros. He, I play with him at least once or twice a day. Because he loves it. He, he does actually, love Smash Bros. The funny thing is, he carried me on one of our rounds. I was like, I was like, dang, I died. How We're old dead. is he? Four. 
Oh my god. He carried me. I was Ricky, like, you must stop. Ricky's getting wrecked already. <laughs> we were doing the co op and somehow I died and he was just carrying it. He's like, oh yeah. I was like, Man. Oh my god. Yeah, so my house, we're very short with screen time. Very short. So my kids don't have phones actually uh samsung sponsor me we got my uh, we got my son you know he's never had a phone and my kids have phones we're not we're not allowed to have phones but they're allowed now this company came out with uh what's called the gab phone it's not a sponsor it's called the gab phone and it's a phone by samsung but all you can do is text and call and take pictures there's no internet there's no, no social media there's no t- kids don't need it they don't need tiktok oh, there's no arguing that they're on tiktok and instagram and stuff so they don't have it, so we. It's so my poor kids though. And a text goes through, even if it says like butt cheek, like it'll let me and my wife know, like that like perverse conversations might be happening. So we don't like <laughs> instigate because we want them to have their freedom, right? We don't like r- r- read it. I'm just like, hey, buddy, how's how's things going? Good. All right, man. If you have any questions, ask me. I'm your dad. You know, any, any stuff on life you want to talk about. Um, but we were like, I used this word last time. We're very like, go touch grass. Like, that's what I tell my kids. Like, go outside and touch grass. Like, go throw a bat. I genuinely love it when I go outside and I see my kids beating the crap out of each other. I'm like, <laughs> yes, kids. My bro- my son, his neighbors next door, shout out Mike and Wes, and they just, they're the definition of young boys. They're twin boys, and they go back there daily, bloody noses, screaming, bruised arms, broken arms have happened. Someone's just wrecked every day, and I'm like... You go, boys. Like, you be kids. Like, I love it. So in my house, it's like it's not as much. But we've never, like, I never judge on, like, time. Because every family is different, right? Some kids can handle it. Like you said, Gabe can handle it. I, it's a good kid. I don't know how. Some kids might not, right? Some yeah. kids can probably play two hours of games, and then their grades go straight to F because they can't concentrate. No, but, I mean, I grew up on baseball, soccer, basketball. But every time I came home, I just came and played games. Like, hours on end. I would just close the door. I'd hook up my N64 and I'd play for hours, dude. And look at you yeah. now. Jim, oh my God, what dude. an example. What? Don't you say that? Stop it. You're beautiful. I was waiting for him to say fat. I was not talking down on no, you. No, but I mean, like, you, you, you can have those balances yeah. and you can get introduced into games because I had older brothers, so they'd play, like, Grand Theft Auto. They'd play, like, uh, crazy taxi and stuff like that but they would get hand me down to me so i'm a young kid and i was already getting introduced to like grand theft auto and like customizing cars and just having like don't act like that's what you did in grand theft auto as a kid <laughs> dude i was picking liar. them up i was picking up those uh liar no stop it <laughs> we're in <But> church anyway. <laughs> anyway you have those like you have yeah. balances outside of gaming and yeah. just finding that fine line like because obviously I'm not, i don't have a kid yeah. but i know when i was growing up that dynamic of having sports and then also having that reprieve to come home to and game totally. it was awesome I, i'm with you a hundred percent on that to me yeah. it's all about balance i mean i grew up playing sports i grew up uh, also gaming as soon as i came home uh, my dad would tell me okay enough time to go outside but when it came to me my parenting with my son i was like you know i don't think that there's really anything negative that happened yep. for me gaming a lot yep. it really wasn't I, I think if anything I it was a lot it, it it was a it still is like a stress reliever for yep. me. It, it helps me escape from like things in the world yep. and just go into this other world there. And um, so I never have really put that many restrictions on Got him. It. I just told I actually had the conversation with him where I was like, "Hey, listen, I just want you to know, life is a balance. I'd love to see you going out, playing sports, going outside, and coming home gaming. But I want to see you balance it yourself. Yeah. I don't want to be in here dictating to you all the time." Yeah, yeah. And he does it. He'll be like, "I'll just he'll be play gaming, and then all the next thing I know, I hear a basketball bouncing outside. That's great. And I didn't tell him to go outside. He just does it. And so, I think that's yeah. huge. And I think that's good. You know, it shows you being a dad, right? You're doing your dad role, right? Every kid is different. Every every person is different it's good to let 
children have that freedom to assess it, but with you guiding them as your parent, right? Because you're still their parents, what we have to do. As parents, we have to be a parent. I think where my struggle is, is, you know, and again, not naming names, there's no specific people I'm thinking of where people are afraid to be a parent in that situation, in a situation, right? Say a kid's doing whatever it should be and they're looking at things they shouldn't be online. It doesn't even have to be about good games, you know? And a parent's like, well, yeah, well, that's just kids these days. And I'm like, but you're their parent. Yeah. They got to know what's right and wrong. You got to tell your kids. Discipline. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah have you have to. <laughs> but my my thing, I guess, is what is it called? Uh, like, uh, God, people are going to hate me after this one. Like iPad parents, right? Like you go out to dinner and the kid's not even crying. And you're like, here's an iPad. Don't bother me. That's and it's like, tough. be their parent. Yeah. You got to be with them. And I actually like that uh, Ricky brought up this aspect of having Gabe have good grades because huge that is a core value. I know people aren't great at school, whatever it is, but like you're setting a standard somewhere for him where he has to achieve a certain level to be able to do what he wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that for me, my parents were like, well, never question like really what you're doing other than like, make sure you have a good attitude. You're good with people. And I, I mean, I, I've had learning mistakes where I've like, I've had attitude with other people and I got disciplined for it. Oh, yeah. But like, were, you, having, were your parents spankers? Heck yeah, dude. Were yours? Dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, same. Yours? Yeah. yeah, but oddly enough, I think I only got spanked once. My my siblings, though? Yeah. <laughs> You're a good kid, though. Ricky is a good kid, though. Like, when I met Ricky, he was a good kid. I was a good kid. I was like, oh, no, the devil no. came into our home. <laughs> like, when his mom met me. Yo, when my mom was like, I'm going to slap spank your butt, and then and I was like, oh, ain't nothing. And then when she goes, your dad's going to be coming home, I Classic. would act like I'm sleeping. I'd be like, oh, dad's home. Dude, my dad would come home. My dad was a rodeo guy. That's what he did. He was a rodeo champ. So he'd come home with his big old belt buckles, bro. And I wouldn't even do anything bad. I'd just, like, have a smirk on my face. Like, I was, like, you know, maybe misbehaving for mom while he was gone to work. And he'd just come and be like, Aaron. And I'm like, yeah. And he'd just go. He'd always snap. Oh, my dad and he's like, the belt make sure you're good today. And I'm like. So I, so I do that with my son still because my dad did that to me. I've never, amazing. Actually, I've yeah. never belted him, but when he was younger, I'd be like, "Oh man, just joking around." Were like, you a spanker at all? No, I never spanked my oh, son. Oh, never were a spanker. Okay, never, never. Don't never get mad, people. Whatever people saying here, all right. No. Some people spank, some don't. No, I never had to. Were you, never, were you a spanker? Yeah. Okay. Me too. I would think. Yeah, I, I, I'm talking about my wife, right? <laughs> there are. I love you, honey. Oh, I'm so in trouble. <laughs> I think that the, there's words that actually like follow me that scared me the most was um, my dad would be like I'm gonna hang you by your toenails. Holy! I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna wash your mouth out with soap. Oh, I got and, that. Like, those like I, I feel got like that too. Wait, that was I, horrible. I did that to my son too. Did you? Yeah. I never did that. I got that though. Man, that was rough. It, it was rough. Oh, but it taught you a lesson. <laughs> yeah. No, I swear like a crazy <laughs> to get it out. Yeah. I love it. And yeah, please, any parents out there too, this is basically, you know, we our podcast, we always want to make sure is like an open conversation of like, Experience. we're never here to like judge people's answers or be like, hey, maybe you should do this way. You should do that. We're all friends. We give each other real advice in the real world, but we allow everyone to just kind of give their opinions and thoughts. Yeah. That's where we'll always stand. We're we're very level-headed guys. All righty. We're going to go on to our next topic, game collecting no-nos, things to not uh, stop doing while collecting. Oh, game collecting no-nos. So we've given, you know, tips on here's good ways to game hunt. Um, you know, here's ways to find stuff. But I think it's important once in a while to talk about the things that are like, don't do this. If you're trying to successfully game hunt, um, there's a lot of things you should avoid doing. Do you guys want to think for a moment and let me go, or do you guys want to hop into it? You got one? No, no, yeah, go ahead. 
Um, you, if you have one, go ahead. I have one, sure, I can. Go ahead. Go so ahead. one of the biggest ones I see, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, we always like to make sure people understand us. We've been doing this for 12 years, have a game hunting channel for 12 years. Um, one of the biggest things I see that will quickly, quickly derail any chance, well, there's always change in the future, but any re soon change or soon chance of you getting a good deal is being a smart A when <laughs> someone gives you a price you don't like. And we've seen it, Ricky. We even yeah. have friends who, who do it once in a while to where I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> like, a good example would be there's vendors that I have known where their prices have always been kind of like, eh, that's not for me. I'm not going to pay that price. No way. But I never, like, was a jerk about it or a smart aleck. When I was like, let's say this example, this skateboard right here. We'll hold it up for the audience. This skateboard right here. You know, hey, how much for the skateboard? Let's say it's valued at 100 bucks. Let's say it's a $100 skateboard. And they're like... It's 170. I'm not going to be like, what a joke. <laughs> Some people do that, though, verbally, because they like to make that statement like, oh, really? Is there gold in there? Like they're trying to undermine and get kind of like like a kid. Like got you last. Like I got in the yeah. last say. We never did that. And what I realized, and I always think of the lady at this Golden West swap meet, one of the first girls we go to who normally has skateboards. Yeah. The guy goes, Ricky, every time. When we first started going there, I didn't necessarily like their prices and wasn't super cool with them, but I never undermined her prices and like made fun of her or I was like, okay, you and your dreams. And before you know it, we built the relationship and she just started being like, yeah, that's the price. But like, yeah, go cheaper. What do you, what do you want to pay? Yeah. But she wouldn't ask that in the beginning. It was just kind of a through time thing. But if I would have said in the beginning, okay, lady, she would have, she would never have said in the future, Go ahead and offer me lower. Or if I did offer lower, she'd be like, "No, you're a jerk." You know what's crazy? She did. She actually did that to me while you guys were there this last weekend. But I picked up this Lethal Weapon three bag, and she said twenty dollars, and I just didn't say anything. I just yeah. put it down. I was just kind of looking at it, and then as I was walking away, she goes ten dollars. I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. We built repertoire. Is that the word of the repertoire? Yeah, yeah. a repertoire with her. Rapport. I love the rapport. <laughs> what's repertoire? <laughs> repertoire is good too. It's more of okay. like a skill, yeah. right? Isn't that rapport is the word. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Yeah, he tried to sound smart. <laughs> Whatever, guys. That's just not the curmuffin of this. Dang, that is a really good one. Yeah, that was really like good. that. Good luck Did going after me, boys. Are, are you ever like? I know. I'm like, dang. I was gonna. If fall. I had one, it was just like to roll off of his. I just, I would. If you're collecting, don't. Especially if you're like at a swap meet or a yard sale, don't pay what you would pay at like a e like eBay. Like, oh, it's the ghost from this much. Are you? I'm gonna pay this much for it. It's like. Don't ever try to buy the games for what you could get them for online. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe I'd not. say yes and no, Ricky, because I'd say if you're trying to build a relationship, sometimes paying yeah. up can help sometimes a little bit. Sometimes I'll pay up. Yeah. Defend your stance, Ricky. <laughs> we just this is okay. <laughs> so I, I think this is more for you're saying for a collector. Okay. This this doesn't like I feel like as a collector, if you're if if you're going to multiple swap meets, you're not going to the same place over and over. Then you have to be smart about it. You can't just be paying top dollar. We go to the same place every time, so we try to build a relationship. There's oh, a I lot get it. Okay, what Ricky's saying makes sense. Basically, you can't build repertoire at a place that you're going to <laughs> one or two times. He still so don't. The there's no need to jump into if, that if high you're price. Yard sale, you're not you, trying to build a relationship because you're never going to see him again. But what if yeah. you really want it? Don't buy it. Well, if if you can almost get it for the same price online right. for a a better like 
even better quality, like, I don't know, if, like better condition. Why, why just stop right there? It's like, you almost have to like argue with them. Like, dude, I'll pay you this much if you want. You know, we do need to think about though, which we don't think about that often. When we do deals. Even us, we're guilty of it. Like, yeah. we'll be like, say this board again, hundred dollar skateboard. And they go, all right, it's a, it's 120. And I'm like, no, it's 90 on eBay. Yeah. But it's for 90 plus taxes. Exactly. Plus shipping. So it's probably more like 130 and you don't get it there to get it now. So there is a little bit of that too in there. So I get what Ricky's saying. Yeah, though. No, I, I do get what you're it saying. It also yeah. builds into leaning on the side of patience. You know, what's your no-no, Chris? I mean, I was, mine was going to be a real simple one. I was just going to say, don't buy electronics at flea markets because half the time they're broken. So many times buying like electronics or if I'm going to buy like consoles, like a PS2 or a PS1, anything yeah. console, I'm just buying it based on the fact that it's probably not going to work. Got it. Broken. But that was a really simple one. But as you were saying, your example, I was thinking of a better one, which was um, kind of, you know, we all hunt in groups, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe a lot of people out there, you know, hunt together with a friend or yeah. you're yeah. going to garage sales or estate sales together. I mean, I find I'm always hunting with people. But a big no-no is if you oh boy. are like, Why are you looking at I me? see you looking at something, and you're like, oh, man, look at this over here. And I just come along, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And, like, grab it from, you know, yep. out from underneath somebody. Or you were right in the vicinity, and I'm like, oh, give me that. Now, on occasion, it might be okay. <laughs> common <laughs> courtesy when you're all hunting courtesy. is very weird. It right. Is. It's good that we all have a good relationship, right? Because yeah. we've had a good relationship for a long time. So we kind of understand each other, but it can be weird. And it's also like sometimes you're trying not to show your true, like a little bit like, really, dude, are you really going to grab that when you know I'm the big fan of this? Speaking of Ricky and the Genesis speakers. A lot, no, funny, but this is a funny example. A long time ago, I was collecting like all Sega things, only Sega things. We had a video where we found these. Sega speakers or something. I was like, Ricky should have offered them to me because I'm the Sega guy now. And though whatever, it's just, you know, <laughs> I was still buying Sega stuff, but he bought them and he kind of rubbed it in and just became like a long form thing on our show. That's a lighthearted version, but there is actual things where, like you said, if you're the killer instinct guy and it's almost like do, and I find the killer instinct promo hat, that's a little more rare, but I don't, I'm not really into killer instinct, even though I am, but for the story's sake, I'm not super into killer instinct. But I found it first, and I can buy it. It's like, is there a level of, like, even just courtesy-wise, if you hadn't seen it first, like, I should probably be like, hey, Chris, you want this? I'll take dibs if you don't. But, you know, I think the biggest example I've always thought of, man, is the freaking Game Chasers, bro. As much as we, everyone says they're, you know, ruthless guys, which they can be, which they're great guys, by the way. Yeah. They passed each other Little Samson, man. It's true. I mean, Billy passed yeah. you Little Samson. Yeah. I, that's hard to do. And I think that's what it's about, and we do it all the time. Like, I yeah. swear, I've come across things where I'm like, oh, Ricky, you might like this, man. Like, I know it's a good deal, but I'm like, yeah, Ricky might like it. And, um, and there, some once in a while, you might be like, <laughs> you know what, Ricky, I got to have this. But then it's almost like a reciprocation thing. Yeah. We're like, hey, yeah. man, remember that last time? Like, let well, me get this one this the, time. You Curtis, know when we do that. There's a fine line with it. Curtis and Ricky have the biggest examples of what, what? this is me being a, a, a bad, I'll, I'll admit when, I, when I'm a jerk. Oh, uh, I know rule number one it. for Ricky and all of you guys: Don't send me an eBay listing to ask what I think. <laughs> to ask what I think, because if I want it, oh, the minute I see it, if I want it, 
Bye. You you know I'm guilty of that too. I've Curtis, done it to them I've before. done it to them multiple times. <laughs> hey, oh, what do you man. think on this? Oh, I don't know. That's already sold. That's what what I mean? it's yeah, sold. And I'm like, oh, I just bought that. I'm sorry. I do the same thing. Ricky will be like, dude, what do you think of shirt? Is it sick? And I'll be like, nah, it is sick, but it's sold. The same thing. Like, I got it. So sometimes I don't even like question like the eBay price on the listing. I just want to know a little bit more like if it's real. Like I go, I go to Chris because it's like Chris is the clothing guy. Yeah. Like he has multiple examples. He's had it come across his face, and like I'll ask him it's question hard. for just advice. But well, it's hard now. But is we've all become clothing guy. Yeah. yeah. Clothing. But guys. I preface to him. I go, please don't snipe this. I right. want to buy it. I just want to make sure it's real. And, and I'll <laughs> usually ask now too. I'll be like, hey, are you buying this? If not, I might go after it. Yeah. Kind of thing, well, the one that know? bummed me out is the the Atari Lynx surfing shirt. Because <laughs> we all kind of found out <laughs> at the same time. We all we all just stepped away. <laughs> and Chris was like. Hey guys, I'd real again. He's doing the right thing by telling we're, we're friends. We can yeah. offend each other, whatever anything may be, but at least we're we're open with each other. And you're like, could could any of you guys not bid on this if you don't? And I, I very much wanted it, and I probably would have gone up to like, what'd you end up paying? Hundred? No, oh, you was, wouldn't have got it, it then. Less. What would you have gone to? It was like ninety one. I, I, I would I think I put it up, like I was I was gonna go up he to put like up two fifty so it's an yeah. so there's an Atari Lynx shirt that came out. It has I really a guy want as a guy surfing, which I love that. And I was gonna go 350 on it. Like I tried to go with the were box. Were you really? But oh Chris my is like, gosh, I didn't hey, think you were hold off go on it. High. I don't want to be in a bidding war against you. So I was like, all right, common courtesy. I found out you got it for cheap, and I was like, mother, I well, was so paid triple. And that. I will say thank you very much. I'm very appreciative of that. But now you know on the next one. But and I, the only thing I had to say and why when that came up about <laughs> that shirt, you right, and I owe it. you one now. But You're you right, had I do. a good story. But I had a story with yeah. that where I had actually bought that shirt from a guy that was in Australia, yeah. and like oh. the guy, I don't know if he flaked or what, but I was like, oh my god, this is such an amazing shirt. I wanted it, and I'd never seen it before. Oh. And then the guy like was like, oh yeah, no problem. He agreed. I'm price and then like i was like hey is this shipped yet and then like a week later he was like oh i can't find it maybe he couldn't find it mm. i don't know if it was so such a good That's deal cool. that my grandma actually it. passed away while wearing that shirt <laughs> and oh I, I wanted it but Dang. Oh, <laughs> Dang. You, know, yeah, yeah, you hear chris kicks rock it. grandma <laughs> <laughs> what, what's crazy about these game hunting no-nos is it's interesting because a lot of these game hunting no-nos Sadly, are like early day game hunting tips. And I'm talking like, you know, the classic holding up two games. How much for the games? And there's, a, uh, you know, a Hagane in the back and a Madden 94 in the front. And you're not showing the Hagane and you're just like, how much for the games? And they see Madden like five bucks each. And you're like, okay. Back in the day, I was like, dude, that's a game hunting tip. We used to tell people yeah. that. Hide the game, put a crappy Madden in front, whatever. But now it's almost like times have changed where... Not that it's not okay because everybody still does it, but it's not like you wouldn't go out of way and tell people like, do that. If anything, it's like oh, you gotta let oh, them know. Get hate for that now. Oh yeah, a lot of hate. Yeah, I've seen some yeah. guys' channels like I think crumble like really that kind of stuff. I think what happened is now that reselling is so integrated into the retro scene because it wasn't right. It wasn't now that it is now that there's money involved like return on investment ROI. A lot of people now are a lot more pushy about like well should you really be using all those game hunting tactics that are you know to call them taxes call them schemes whatever you want you know to do that when you're just gonna sell it and make good well money. i brought this up to daniel the guy who uh does the the clearing out of the houses yes i found two of his items that he just had on the table i was like dude let me look these up these look like they're gonna be something sorry let me sell them for you and then i was like you can give me whatever you want it doesn't matter i put up this old 1963 disney vintage vip pass 
and I put it up online for one day. It sold for two hundred dollars. I gave him, I gave him that money instantly. He was like, I would have got hosed on that if I had it out. Put it swap meet for a dollar. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I just was like, he's like, I'm gonna start making boxes for you now. <laughs> and that, that goes to a game hunting tip. You just built. There you go. And Re- it was repertoire cool. with Daniel. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was cool because it was like he, like he didn't even like look at the money. He just counted a couple twenties and he gave it. I was like, you didn't have to give me anything. It was just because like I wanted to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I was it. like, I mean. You have these opportunities to be able to like educate people, and I I, I really like this guy. He's a really good, yep. decent individual, and he's going to be helping us out later on. I was like, this is an opportunity. You're locking in a relationship, yeah, by doing so. And I think one question is, when you have like an expensive or like an expensive game, and you're already getting a discount, what are you doing? Like asking for more of a discount to it? Oh, that, that's a rough one. That's, that's do you understand the question? Kind so, of. okay. I mean, I'm just ready right now. Talk, right, so. Ready right now. Pass me that a Nintendo award. What is this worth, Ricky? Ish. Uh, I, I mean, the only one listed right now is way too much. What? What is it listed at? 10K. Listed at like 10K. Yeah. Okay, so this is listed at 10K. Chris, you know it's listed at 10K. You've also seen one sell for 9K. Hypothetical question. Ask me how much of the swap me. I'm a vendor. And you know what it's worth. How much is this? Yeah, ask me. You how ask me. I'm a vendor. Uh, 10 bucks. Sounds good. <laughs> So, I get it. I just love yeah. this. Now, 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 the next option. This is what he's talking about. Ask me for cheaper. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. So no. that's the question. Yeah. yeah. Would I do that? No, I don't do that. Yeah. If yeah. it's a, if it's already a steal, I would not be like, oh, I'll give you a five. So that's the thing, no, though. But back, but back in the day, and I will say our amazing friend, Shady J, <laughs> has been known. He's not going to hide it on the Game Chasers. Yeah, I, I'll, cheap as I can get it. Which back in the day, it was almost like like an empowerment thing. Like everyone was like, "Yeah, get this stuff as cheap as you can. If you can get that down to a dollar, knowing it's worth ten thousand dollars, do it." And there's still a lot of people think that way. And to be honest, I kind of think that way too. But it's not good to put on YouTube. It's a weird like it's, it's a, a weird business. Dynamic, yeah. If you can make money, make money. Uh, it, it's a weird like you don't want to rip someone off. So I get that. Yeah. Like I want people to make their full potential of money. You know, I mean, if you look at it in the bigger scheme of things, you know, if you went to your retail space to get your space and they're like 20 bucks a month, like you're like sick. I know that's a stupid deal. And grandma doesn't know that that's what it goes for. But she's the real estate lady here. And she wants to give me for 10 a month when I know it's, you know, 10, you know, $10 a month when I know it's worth 5,000 a month. Right. Get the best deal you can. But there's definitely and I get it. I get both sides. But it's like there is that uncomfortable feeling and i've seen it on people's channels people i know even on mine where i've looked back and been like oh i remember when i found the bag of super nintendo games early retro liberty oh yeah turtles in time micro machines all the street fighters (laughs) everything a bag of 20 snes games great games games. 20 bucks (laughs) no i knew what they were worth go cheaper yeah there's nothing more you know that's such a it's a weird dynamic too because if you use that same example and you said that that was ten thousand and then you said you would give it to me for a thousand that's still a heck of a deal right but i don't know that i would whip out a thousand as easy as i would like 10 bucks obviously i would probably be like well would you take 800 because that 200 to me is still a lot now i'm already getting a steal of a deal but which is hard because you put that on the internet and people are like if you're selling, I guess the difference also to the dynamic is are you selling it and if you're selling it right then people are like what yeah. You you just made her go down to 800 when you know you're going to make nine grand on that thing. You know what I mean? So it's like that hard 
That's tough, man. That is a tough. I mean, I'm with you that at the end of the day, you do st- still do want to get the best deal you can get. And this, these are just negotiations, right? You're doing it thousands of times buying these things. So yep. that's always the goal is, well, I want to get something as cheap as I can on anything you buy, right? You go to buy a car, you want to get it as cheap as you can. Totally. Do anything. Yeah. So we, we won't obviously name numbers here, but like we bought the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. You know, there's money involved. You know, it's big money. You know, there has to be negotiations in there of like, we want to get every dollar we can sure. lower on this, you know, when it's such a significant amount of money. Maybe that's a good yeah. thing the, in this the too. The price of it, like, that, yeah. that it goes for and what you're offering, I would say that the dynamic of that would be crazy. Because, like, if you got a $2,000 game, you're asking 200 bucks on it, I maybe would be kind of screwed up, right, to go yeah. down on well, it. Well, I right? think that's a big part of the question, too, that, that plays into that. I like that is because the amount of money is so vast when we're talking tens of thousands, Right. Like me paying you, let's say, $50,000 versus $40,000. $10,000 saved us a lot of money. Yeah. But it feels petty when you go to get Kirby's Dreamland of $60. I don't know. Let's say $60. And the girl says 15 and you go 10 Then it's like, really? You're just trying to save 5 bucks. Like on her, on that, you're, it's already 40, you know, $40 under. Yeah. I feel like that's where it feels a little petty. But in situations where you're like, I'm offering you 15,000 less versus, you know, $10 less to make money. I think I'm with you on that. Okay. I think that is the difference. Yeah, the pettiness of if it's only a couple bucks and you already know you're getting a steal. But if, if the cameras weren't rolling right now, would you go absolute <laughs> bottom dollar? Let's, hey, let's all be real right now. Garage sale. How much is this little Samson? One dollar, sonny. Okay, thanks, Grandma. <laughs> Have a good one. See ya. Adios. My name's Retro Rick. Have a good time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Are we still doing tips? Huh? Yeah. No-nos or tips. No-nos or tips. Okay, so another thing is it's happened to me a couple times, and I'm kind of an idiot for it. If there's even like – even if it's very expensive online okay. and it's listed, don't buy it going based on the listed price because totally. a lot of times I've bought stuff like, I'm like, oh, dude, it's listed for like 2 k and I bought it for 400 and then I see it sell for $100 yep. the next like the next month, and I'm yep. like, oh, I'm an idiot. Been there. Because listed with things that are so obscure too, right, we're talking about some people getting like, you know, their panties in a bunch over like, well, that game, it didn't show that Mario, this edition, sold. And it's like, yeah, but these sell all the time. Like, people, you can at yeah. least get a gauge what they go for. Yeah. When we're talking weird and obscure, and there really is maybe one or two on the internet, you're kind of just estimating based off your knowledge. And hopefully, if you're dealing with the kind of stuff we do, we have a pretty good knowledge on, like, the rare and obscure, yeah. right? If you've never seen it before in your life, and we've been doing this for 12 years, it's probably pretty rare, you know, at this point. So you're justified in those weird high listings. So it's just a gauge. But that feeling that we've all had, especially oh. in this group where we're buying the weird and rare and you buy it, you're like, listed at this. And then one randomly pops up six months later, you've been holding on to yours and you're like, sold for $12. <laughs> nobody cares. Like yeah. nobody cares about this item. Crap. And that's what's hard because us being us, we're very much in the scene of rare and obscure. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times we've all said it to each other. The only ones listed it. A hundred nights got this VHS for a dollar. Let's go. And it's like, uh, anybody cricket? It's good. Anybody want to buy this? I think it's good to factor it in. Like you take note that, yeah. like, hey, there's only one listed online for that that's worth ten thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you, we all then you kind of talk through it because I think I even asked you. I was like, and I won't go into the value of it, but I was like, what do you value it at? 
Yeah. And we kind of talked through. I was like, I think I'd heard one that sold for this. You were like, I think this, this, this. And we're like, okay, it's probably not 10000 Yeah. But there's only one available for 10000 If you want to go buy it right now, that's all you have as an option. And so, so that's, that's a good example, even negotiating, like, let's be honest with people, like statues and stuff that we've sold to each other, right? Like, we're just going based off, like, what we know there is no sold listings of a sonic statue on ebay or whatever it may be a tale so it's night like sign well i paid that yeah that night sign <laughs> i found out more information about that it's oh my crazy. ricky so ricky got a, let's a hear Sega it night hear about <laughs> sign. oh my yeah, god let's finish on this bad boy. so in a recent video we got ricky got a sega night sign nights into dream nights yeah, into yeah. dreamland double-sided lenticular light up i mean big boy it's five it's huge feet. i don't think I everyone liked lenticular but nobody likes repertoire. It's just a word. <laughs> the Every best. time we bring it up, it's just lenticular. So we got that uh, for the audience. We got that sign. Super cool. Ricky paid, you know, hundreds of bucks for it. Nothing too crazy. Got it for a pretty good deal. Yeah, I, but Chris really wanted it immediately. I did. Chris owns I a did. game store. So obviously to us, it was Chris like, well, Rick. Chris and Rick both really <laughs> wanted, Rick wanted it. But now that we're convention owners we might hold on to some of that stuff a little more well we're all running it together so. hang it from the convention <laughs> <laughs> breaks retro ricks <laughs> <laughs> you got no, curtis but, in the rafters so the, the reality <laughs> of is it, is it is we found that it was pretty rare very rare um super rare and chris ended up <laughs> buying it for more than ricky paid i think yeah. Ricky paid what like 500 bucks or i paid something? 500 for it chris paid 2000 i think two yeah. two thousand bucks for it which in the world of what we do is not a lot in the world of the kind of stuff that we buy, that's not a lot. That's a good deal. I found out, I don't even know if I told Ricky, but <laughs> I found out from someone who watches the show who was like a Sega employee. Yeah. There's only five of those ever made. Yeah. What? In existence. One back, Chris. What, what's kidding. the history of it? <laughs> I don't know exactly because I was told from some one of my friends that one of their friends was like, holy crap, I saw your buddy's show. I worked at Sega. There was five of those, and that's it. Really? And I was like, wow. Why did they make it? Were they mall displays? I I I couldn't tell you. So I thought that they were mall displays, and then I had a customer came in that said he saw it at like a game crazy or something in Mm. store. So then I was assuming that it was just in stores. But the more I look at them, I'm like, that piece is humongous. You can't imagine they ever put that inside a store. So again, the point of this video, you know, this, this topic is... You, what we we're just saying, you don't know, right? There is no, and even then, right? Now yeah. that we have the information, there was five made. Now what? Does that mean it's automatically worth ten grand? D- no, no. There's no. Th- it's always what people are going to pay. Nope. And it's always grand. like win wins. We to go back to that too. Like at the time, were you happy with two grand? Yeah, I was. Yeah, dude. Plus, it's 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 Chris. Let's so go in his store. I'm always I'm gonna see it. And but we talked about it too because we were like, I don't know the value of it, and you know, we yeah. were trying to come up with a there price because there's no comps. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Would you be happy with two grand? And and then I think you said Rick was into it, and then I immediately <laughs> needed to get it. An immediate example would be when you, American Pickers are going out. They go to a little place in the middle of, of Arkansas, right? And it was a mom-and-pop shop, one-time made sign. None other in the world, right? What's the value? They just throw a number up. Uh, two grand, I guess. Sure. Yeah, you're guessing a lot. You're, you're, yep. I don't know. That that That's it. That's the only one made. So I, there is no comp. You say what you think the value in the eye I just call, we do it. I do it all the time. I'm sure we all do. You're just taking educated guesses on that stuff. Sometimes yeah. you win, sometimes you lose. Yeah. Like you could come back to me and be like, oh, by the way, there was like 100,000 of those Nights into Dreams signs and they just found a huge factory in Japan <laughs> that has them all, right? Yep. Oh, dang, I lost. Now it's worth 100 bucks. 100%. But it's the opposite. But when we're negotiating, we didn't know that. Yeah. We had no idea. But also too, the value is. Glad to hear that other but story. Also, but also, <laughs> us being collectors and what we do, the journey of what we do, I'm a 
journey hunter, as I say, a journey collector, we have that experience regardless, right? You can't, sometimes the price on that is worth what the price of that experience was to you. Yeah, uh, you the know, excitement of that. The excitement of going, getting it. Chris wants it. Rick wants it. Oh, this is fun. Chris comes over, meets your fan. Like, it, sometimes there is, when I go to the swap meet, even if I don't get that good of deals, which we've been getting great deals, it's like, I, I got this experience though, right? I got to go out with my friends. We went and had fun. We went to Chronic Taco. We goofed around. We laughed. Like, you can almost tell me, I'd rather pay $100 for that experience than $100 to wait in a line at Disneyland. You know what I mean? Like, that's the experience I have fun in. I have joy yeah. in. So, yeah. All right. We're going to close out this podcast. I yeah! just want to say, yeah, another good one. All right, Curtis, so, how are we doing on uh, Spotify and say, all that? We're over 10,000 downloads on Spotify. Wow. Actually, not just on Spotify, on all platforms through it. And I uh, just want to say thank you guys for the support. And the link will be in the description on Buzzsprout. And you can find it on any of those supported platforms platform so look at that he did he does Dang. so good looking like so that mullet <laughs> does look good <laughs> I've heard a whole new curtis i, I it. know bro it's, it's curtis transformed all right guys thank you so much thank, thank you, you.